Righto, you legends, before we rip into another episode of the Deadass Podcast, I'd firstly like to thank our major sponsor, Country Tracker Caps, for the continued support of the podcast. You will find their merchandise at thecountrycompanies.com or if you'd like to design your own cap, head to countrytruckercaps.com. Knuckles has fired up a discount code for the pallbearers. Type in Deadass at the checkout to receive your discount. That is D-E-A-D-A-S-S. Welcome to the Dead Ass Podcast. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Dead Ass Podcast. I'm your host, Brizey, where we capture stories and share eulogies, or capture eulogies and share stories, depending which way you want to go with it. Today, we have got a returning guest, a very special guest. Mr. Phil Hall, how are you, sir? I'm very good. And yes, my mother always says, you know, don't pick on him. He's very special. <laughs> <laughs> don't let's go down. Yeah, no, I reckon you are. <laughs> but in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> in, in an exceptional way. In a special way. In a special way. Um, look, last episode we had you on, just blown away by some of the stories that you're telling us about, some of the history and all the bits and pieces that go along with it. We've got a bit of, an in, a, bit of a story of who you are and what you do and, um, and the journey that you took to get where you are today. Yep. Um, and I, for one, the listeners, they know that I'm a bit of a love my history stuff. And I know you've got a lot of history. <laughs> I, I think I'm about to freak you out. Yeah. Just how much is in my head? <laughs> really? Oh, this yeah. is so crazy. I'm, lo- I'm really looking forward to it. Now, firstly, I want to uh, thank you for bringing in these fragments or these shards that, uh, of. Um, now, is it parts of it or what is it? So just for so the they're, they're stone tools. They're and stone some tools. Of, some of them might be like a tool to put on the side like for a, a, a – like a – Cutting tool. Like, like a cutting a, tool like a, or like a blade. Small, like or, a small cutting tool. Or they might be – sometimes what they do is they build um, kind of like a club with yeah. shards down the side to make oh, them very yeah. – you know, uh, like the Polynesians did a lot with sharks, teeth yes. and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, they'd use those things and they'd put them into the wooden tool with a – gum or something that would oh, keep them in yeah, place. Okay, sure. Um, so there's many, many reasons why those uh, stone tools are made and yeah. many, many things they'd use them for. Yes. Um, and then sometimes they're just, you know, you can just see them making one and it breaks. <laughs> and they're like, oh, God damn it, and they have to start again. Um, so, you know, a lot of stone tools are like that. And yeah. I, I love I love to hate archaeology <laughs> because if you ever watch that – um. Time team, yeah. Like coming from paleontology, yes. They they're guessing. There's so much where they're just going. Well, we you know this is what happened. Yes. I'm like, how do you know? You're totally <laughs> guessing, and you're bringing your own bias yes. to that. And a great example I saw is um, for stone tools is uh, um, a guy who who taught about stone tools put a whole bunch of pencils on a table, yeah. and each pencil was a different size. And he'd go to the people uh, at the table, go categorize them, sort them. And everybody would go small to large. Yeah. And then he went, just remember, that's got nothing to do with the pencils. That's got nothing to do with the person who made that pencil. You did that. Yes, that's that right. That category, that categorizing has nothing to do with anything. You brought everything to the table yes. to categorize those pencils. And so when it comes to stone tools, a lot of it's the same thing. You know, yes. like they'll go, well, it's got an edge on this side, so it's a 
this quality or this type of group. Uh, yes. And then they've taught themselves how to put an edge on the other side and so they're a more advanced group and we're going to call them like some other type, you know, Cro-Magnons or something like that. Yeah. But the problem is they're taking into absolutely no account how lazy people are <laughs> and, and, and how, how, how difficult it is to get the stone. So if you're living yeah. in a place with a lot of stone, yeah. oh, it's blunt, oh, I'll just throw it away and make another one. Of course you would. But if you've got to walk 20 miles to get that stone – you're going to try and, and fix it's gone one. blunt. You're going to go, oh, pop, just put an edge on the other side. So it's got nothing to do yeah. with anything they just said. There's that's, so many reasons why there could be two edges to that stone tool. That's one. That's a really good way to look at it too. I never really thought about it like that. And then also too, you forget to take in the fact of I'm sure um, at multiple generations before us, you know, hundreds of generations they would have been lazy too at some point. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Everyone like, would have been lazy. Yeah, like absolutely. Um, <laughs> that's so one thing we're all good for. There's circumstances why and there's this. So when they're picking up all these stone tools off the ground, and remember yeah. stone tools are stone tools. They don't rot. Yes. They're just going to sit there and you have no idea how long they've been sitting there. That's a good point. Yeah, so like, so I'm watching all this stuff with archaeology going, yeah, you're guessing. That's, <laughs> you don't actually have evidence of that. You're yeah. going through what you've been taught and that's the best answer you have. Oh. And I'm not saying they're wrong. No, no, that's, but yeah, that's, that's not a, good a definitive way. answer. Oh, I just love how you brought this in. This is so cool. I'm so fascinated by this. And you were saying approximately you think thousand, like thousand, be, be, be between ten and twenty thousand, ten and yeah. twenty thousand. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because before that, we're getting into the Bronze Age and the yeah, okay, you know, metalworking and stuff yeah. like that. So. That is so cool. I've never seen. Well, I'm. Well, I mean, besides going to museums and stuff, I've yeah. never really had a first-hand account of it like that sort of stuff. So that's um, yeah. really cool. Um, uh, and they were all collected, as I was saying, by a, um, a railway worker. So around Belgium, he was Belgium, Holland. He was walk- His job was to walk the railway yeah. back in the 20s, 30s, 40s, 1940s, wow. just to make sure that the everything was okay. Because yeah. that's the only way they had to, to do it is by eye. Yeah. And so he was walking along and he'd been trained in archaeology. So he'd walk along and see all these rocks every day and go, oh, that's an unusual rock and, oh, that's a stone tool. And he's just been collecting them. Then he died and, and you know, we bought the collection. Yeah. And, you know, it was a massive collection and most of it was this kind of stuff, yeah. which is it's great to have one. Yes, of course. And you have one on display but you don't need the 50 others. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and there was literally hundreds. Wow. Yeah. So and what he was doing was obviously using them to swap because, you know, it, I always say it's like meteorite collectors. If you ever want to uh, fall yeah. down a rabbit hole, Is, I didn't even start think collecting about meteorites because those guys, they want a piece of every single meteorite that's ever fallen on the earth. Wow. And they've all got special names and stuff and some are worth a lot and some are worth not too much because there's a lot of it. So same with the stone tools. So, you know, well, I'm dealing with a guy in Alaska. And, yeah. You know, I'll swap my stone tool and get something from him. No, of course. Yeah, yeah, that makes and, sense, Yeah. yeah. And like, because like you can see, like there's different types of, yes. Oh, well, and you can definitely see like where where they've, oh, they've yeah, impacted it and the, yep. the, the, the percussion point. And they've I made it, yeah. Called. And they've made the sharp. They made an edge on it. And they are razor sharp. Yeah, they look razor they will sharp. They never lose their edge unless you. Yeah, that's what you're saying. Yeah, knock the edge off. That's um, crazy. Yeah, like even today, as as I'm saying, um, uh, uh, obsidian glass is the sharpest thing, and it doesn't lose its edge. So, yeah. in heart surgery and ear surgery and stuff like that, they'll yeah. use. Rocks, they'll actually wow. use obsidian blades because a steel blade will almost blunt straight away. That's unreal, mate. I, I appreciate you bringing this in. This is fantastic. That's All right, right. Well, this well, is they're yours. Oh, thank you. Oh, yeah, cheers. Thank you so much. I've never had it. This is so cool. Thank you. I'm stoked. So, um, 
sorry, we had a little bit of a discussion yes. about like so when we we're touching bases, you know, send out a happy new year. I said, What are you doing? Do you want to come back on, please? <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and I will say, I had a suggestion because Australia yeah. Day is coming up. That that's it. Maybe what we can do is. The history of Australia that you don't know. Yeah, and that, I'm really keen on that. That yeah. sound, that When you said that, I was like, yes, yes, and please. I, and I thought it would be an opportunity to show people how, like I do a lot of tours and, you know, I do do the history walks around Rockhampton. I do the fossil walks of the zoo. Um, people often ask, how, how do you remember all this? Yeah. So what I thought I'd show you is a kind of way, like um, in, in Sherlock Holmes, Sherlock Holmes says he uses his mind palace, that he's built a building in his mind and yeah. he just thinks his way through and he goes, right, in this room yeah. I'm going to deposit this piece of information yeah. and so all I have to do is think, walk through my, my mind palace and go into that room and open that drawer yeah. and pull it out. And that's kind of true but that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't blame you. I, I, so... If, Firstly, so this ba- this is all based off Australian bit of yes, Australian. This, this, is, this is all Australian history. Yeah, but it's going to be an Australian history that is absolutely true. Yeah, that you have never heard. <laughs> wow. And and I've given you the list. Yeah. So I, I originally gave you six li- words. Yeah. And those words will prompt me, will remind yeah. me what the story is. So this is where you're going to go into that room. Yep. <laughs> to dig. But I've, the the reason why I gave it to you is even though I remember the words. Yeah. I don't remember the sequence. Yeah, okay. and and I wanted it to come out in a certain way just to tell the yeah, the, sure. the, the way it goes, and a way. So I'll, I'll, I'll you prompt so, me, give me a word. I'll so, I'll do a bit and then just give me the next word. So let's start with Sahul. So Sahul. Sahul. So if I ask you, and this is a great yeah trivia contest question. Okay. Is Australia a continent or an island? Oh, that's a. I would. I would say. Uh, Island. <laughs> yep. Is Cause it? Because it, it is. Ah, oh, sweet. I got it right. Because <laughs> it's surrounded by a body of water. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. But you often hear it's both. Yeah. But it isn't. Okay. Because um, Australia is part of a continent and that continent's name is? Uh, uh, Australasia? No, the word you're looking at. <laughs> oh, so, oh, Sahul. Sahul <laughs> oh, is the yeah. actual name of the continent. Is it really? And Sahul contains New Guinea. Ah. Um, New Caledonia, yes, Tasmania, yes, and a couple of a lot of the islands around Australia aren't actually geographically part of Australia, okay. but they're part of this larger continent. Yeah, and when and uh, when ocean levels fall during an ice yeah. age, the the amount of ice that grows during an ice age, you know, where does that water come from? Yeah, well, it comes from the rivers and it comes from the oceans. So o- oceans can drop up to twenty thirty meters. Wow, and that's when a lot of uh, land that yes. previously wasn't visible on a continent, suddenly you can walk there because, you know, the water's gone. Yeah, yeah, of And we are in an ice age. There's caps at either either end. Yes. And that means the ocean levels are quite low at the moment. Yes. Which is why you can see all these things. Yes. Uh, if we went into a full ice age, so much water, you'd like New Guinea is part of Queensland and you'd be able to walk there and that's why New Guinea has cassowaries, which don't really swim, and uh, uh, echidnas, which yeah. definitely do not swim, because they walk there during the ice age because the ocean levels were so low. Yeah, um, and you could walk to Tasmania, and you could walk to all these places during the. And it's this is where it gets confusing in science. So we don't we we shouldn't say the ice age, which is you know like saber tooths and all that. Well, stuff. that's what you assume. Where you that's the first thought, isn't it? In science, that's not what the ice age is. Yeah, what we think of as the ice age is global ice maximum. 
Because okay. we are still in the Ice Age because yeah. there are still ice at the ice. continents, yes. at the poles. It's when there's no ice that you're not in an Ice Age anymore. Ah. So we're still in the Ice Age. We're just at global ice minimum Yeah, because all the glaciers and things are shrinking. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah, whereas when they're expanding, that's the maximum when you could have glaciers crossing almost all of Europe and almost all of uh, North America and stuff like that. Uh, Australia never had them. Yeah. South America never had them and Africa never really had them because – that ice is growing out of the poles. And when you look at the continents, all the northern continents are right next to the North Pole. Uh, so the ice didn't have far to go. And once it got on the continents, it just covered the continents in uh, those giant sheets of ice. Yeah, okay. The ice was growing at the South Pole, but there's no continent near the South Pole. There isn't. And so the ice had nowhere to go. So it never breached. It breached and, out. And the, 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 the oceans around the South Pole are so wild that the ice just couldn't cross anything. Mm. And so we never got the ice. Ah, rightio. So in the Southern Hemisphere, we don't call it the Ice Age. We call it the Big Dry because all that ice sucked all the moisture out of the planet and especially the Southern Hemisphere continents. Yes. So Australia before the Ice Age was the Daintree, the, the rainforest everywhere. Ah, oh, rightio. Yeah, And then okay. the ice started to grow, you know, basically started sucking the water so, out of the Southern Hemisphere. Yes. And it desiccated, literally dried out all the Southern continents. Ah. So the way I do it in a tour is if you go in the middle of Australia today, what's yep. the environment? The desert. And if you go in the middle of Africa, what's the environment? Desert. And if you go in the middle of South America? It's rainforest. No, that's only one edge. <laughs> oh, is it? Oh. The driest desert in the world is, is the Atamarca Desert oh. and they all formed during the Ice Age. Oh, wow. Because okay. it literally just sucked all the rain wow. out of the Southern Hemisphere and yeah. just, we just dried out. So uh, the Ice Age is a Northern Hemisphere thing. Yep. The big dry is the Southern Hemisphere thing. Ah. And that's when we lost all of our megafauna, all the giant wombats and giant. Yeah. Uh, they all died out because basically the rainforest went. And if uh. you don't have a rainforest, there's nothing to eat. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, did you, do you find, do you, uh, do you run, this is just a personal question to, for you. Like I, I quite often watch, um, I listen to Graham Hancock, Randall Carlson talking about, the uh, you know, uh, a significant event that took place, the, yep. the – the melt water pulse, <laughs> melt one B, no, whatever no, they call it. Like, all, do, is that something that you would agree with on the, on those sort of points? To you personally, like my, like I, for me, it makes it to me the way that they talk about everything makes sense. Yes, and it makes sense. But that's the way they would say it. Yes, and you got to remember they've been telling that story story so long that they've got their pattern down yes, correctly, right. and they've yeah. got it into they've beaten up their story into a format yeah. that you're like. Well, that makes perfect yeah, sense. Yeah, well, it does. I mean, that's it. Like you, you can Politicians do the same thing. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, comedians. Yes. Whenever you watch that, that, that video of, you know, the latest, you know, I was going to say Bill Cosby. That's a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Connolly. Yes. He's actually done those jokes a thousand times. That's right. And you're just seeing the point where he thinks, I've got it to the point where I've got it good. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. And, and so it looks amazing. It you think he's and... just making off his head. Yeah. Nah, he's been doing that for a long time. Yeah. But I will say – Many things, yes. Like, yeah. You know, a lot of things we do know happened mm-hmm. um, and that's what we're going to show today. Okay, cool. Because I'm going to tell you stuff that you will not believe to be true okay. and is absolutely true. Yeah. But so Sahul is the continent name and and in geology and ge- ge- geologists, that's the continent's name is okay. Sahul. Sahul. Yeah, so we do, well, we're, we're an island because well, that- the continent is Sahul. Okay, well, that's a great mark because that blew me out already. So my next point, your next one here, you've got Rome. So Rome. Yeah. So Australia was discovered 
by the Western Hemisphere, so Europe. Yes. Because of the fall of the Roman Empire. Okay, yep. And when you say that, people look at you dead in the eye and go, don't break eye contact and make (laughs) your way to the door. Because that's one of those tinfoil crazy things to say. Yeah. But it's absolutely true. Okay. Because everybody thinks Rome was Rome. And the capital of the Roman Empire was Rome. Yeah. Which is true until about year 30 and the Emperor Constantine Uh, moved the capital of Rome to Constantinopolis in Istanbul. Yes. That's the capital of Rome now. Yes. So in year 340 when the Visigoths and all the, the, the came down and sacked Rome. Yeah. That's not the capital of Rome and that's not the Roman Empire. The, ca- the capital has moved. Yes. And the Roman emperor is going, good, because they're just degenerates and we're spending all the, you know, we're making all this money yeah. and we're spending it on Rome all the time and quite frankly I'm sick of spending that money on there because all the money, all the silks and all the silk trade and everything is coming through the Silk Road and that's yeah, in, the, Road, yep. in the Middle East. So good, gone. <laughs> and so the Roman Empire kept going even mm-hmm. though Rome had fallen the, yeah. Like literally the city of Rome had fallen. fallen. The capital of Rome was Constantinopolis, which then turns into the Byzantine Empire. Yes. But that is still a Roman emperor. emperor. And he still wears the purple toga. Yep. And the, the Byzantine Empire goes all the way up until the very last crusade. And what people don't realise is it was still Christian. And the last crusade is the Christians in Europe not coming to help Christian Constantinopolis from all yeah. the Muslims and everything, he'd accidentally killed a guy oh. who was the brother of the guy who ran basically all the armies of Europe Yeah, and he was coming for revenge. So the last um, crusade was actually Christians against Christians. Uh, okay. And Constantinople kind of fought it off for a while yeah. but weakened itself to the point that when the Islamic uh, religion rose – it just wasn't in a position anymore to do much about it yeah. and they quickly took it over. Okay. And basically the new Islamic nation went, we're sick of you Christians. Every time we let you in, you crusade us and, and so that's it, no more. You're not even coming in. You're not allowed to come to, to um, 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 the Holy Lands anymore on your pilgrimages. No, none of that, you're done. <laughs> yeah. We can't trust you and you're not allowed in anymore, which cuts the Silk Road. Uh, of course it would, yes. So Spain, which has all the Spanish things in the Philippines and that's where they're getting yep. all these new spices from. They're like, holy crap, how are we going to get all the spices? So they hire a guy, an Italian, called Columbus oh, okay. to find his way back to the East Indies. Yes. And he sails across the Atlantic going, well, I think it's actually we've never gone that way and so it's just over there, I think. So if I go that way, I'll find the East <laughs> Indies. Yeah. And he sails across and, he, of course, he finds... The Americas yes. does not find America. He finds the Americas and basically finds the West Indies. Yes. And that's why they're called the West Indies because he thinks he's, he's, he's made it back to Asia. Yeah. And after a while he's like, yeah, I don't think it's Asia. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody looks right and we're not finding the same plants and yeah. spices and stuff. Yeah, I think, think something's happened here because he's only made it literally halfway because there's <laughs> yeah. a whole continent of both American continents and the rest of the Pacific. A, to get a, block, and, a block and everything. Yeah, so, but that's why it's got the West Indies because he uh, thought he'd made it back. Yeah. So he's populating basically um, the Caribbean. Yeah. He never makes it to the continent. Uh, Columbus never gets to America. Uh, so this whole idea, and 
1492 and Columbus sailed the ocean blue and discovered America. Rubbish. Yeah. He discovers the islands. In fact, it's a guy, the next guy to come along. And you should know him because he has two continents named after him. And his name is Amerigo <laughs> Vespucci. And he has North America and South America named after him. Yeah. He actually makes it all the way mm. to the continents. So um, instantly, everything we've been taught. Columbus completely, completely never found it. Never found America. Wow. And, and so, but what happens is, so he's doing that. The Dutch go, well, if they're going that way, yeah. why don't we go down? And yeah. nobody's ever gone under Africa. So let's sail under Africa and see what we find on the other side. And the Dutch sail under Africa and discover all of Western Australia. Ah, and of so literally the fall of the Roman Empire yes. led the Dutch and the, the Spanish to discover America and the Dutch to go under Africa and discover the, the west, west coast of Australia. Wow. So literally the fall of the Roman, Roman Empire, Empire is the cause the, of that. Wow, there you go. And when you put it that way, it's like, oh, it makes well, perfect sense. Well, it makes perfect sense, yeah. Across the why aren't we told that? Because yeah, it's why? the Dutch who did it, not the English. And the uh, English wrote their history books for uh, a long time. Of course they did because we're, we're, we're the byproduct of them. Yeah, and, and it literally <laughs> is that case. Yeah. And so a lot of what we're about to talk about mm. is stuff that the English really didn't want to get out. <laughs> and so, so that's... That's how that worked. Yeah. So, you've, you've, so that leads to probably my next prompt here that you've got pirate. Pirate. Yeah. Does so, that make sense? Is that yeah. leading in right? Absolutely. All right, sweet. So... Who's the first English person to yeah. get to Australia? Well, uh, was it Van Diemen? No, no, he's Dutch. Oh, he's Dutch. Oh, so he did. Oh, English, English. Okay. Is it Captain Cook? Nope. Because there's an English guy who came to Australia three times before Cook, 80 years before Cook. Really? And he is a pirate. Yep. <laughs> and you know his name because one third of the Australian coastline is named after him. And his name is William Dampier. Ah, okay. And so the whole Dampier Coast, almost from uh, Perth, all the, almost all the way up to the Northern Territory, yes. is the Dampier Coast. Yes, okay. So he is a pirate. And he is a, one of the top pirates that is in the Caribbean, being a pirate, yep. doing piratey things. That's right. He was born in Virginia. Yes. When Virginia was still a British colony. Okay. So he's off doing amazing stuff, being a pirate. Um, a lot of the pirates were coming into Madagascar. And, and that area yeah. and because the, there's so much money coming out of the Asian, the, the spice trade and the way the, the Spanish in South America, they're taking all the gold and the silver off the Incas and the yes. Aztecs. Yes, that's right. Sometimes they're going through the uh, th- basically straight across the Ant- uh, Atlantic yeah. back to there. But more often than not, they're doing the long way around because there's pirates there. Yeah, of course. So if they yeah. go the long way around, they can visit the Spanish-held Philippines. Yeah. And they can then get, go down Africa. And head back to Europe that way. So it's a much longer way, but a safer way. Yeah. And the pirates learn that. And so they start doing a lot of piratey stuff around Madagascar and, and the, the uh, you know, basically the north coast of Australia. Was he, was he, was that William Damper? Was he that one that was like the, 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 Eng- the British colony, they give them the pass to do the, is it, you know, like. Yes. Yeah, so so he, gets, was the, he was the one that goes out and. So he, he's a pirate for a long time. Yeah. And then starts to kind of go, yeah, this pirating life's not doesn't have yeah. a lot of a future. Yeah, and there's a big incident that really ends it. So they're basically sailing through, basically uh, just under Indonesia. They're in that whole yeah. area, and they, they 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 they've got a ship that is in such bad condition. 
but they pull in towards this t- tiny little island and the carpenter, the ship's carpenter, a guy called Selkirk, goes, we are about to sink, guys. This is ridiculous. We need to stop and we really need to spend some time fix this ship or we're not making it home. Wow, yeah. And the captain at the time, I think his name was Swan, goes, nah, we're fine. But like, no, 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 <laughs> this is a death trap yeah. and I refuse to go on this. Wow. So either we stop and fix it now or I'm staying on this island and you guys can fuck off. Yeah, yeah, of course. And you will die. Yeah. And they go, fine. And they leave <laughs> him on the Did island really? with a couple of goats and they take off. Oh, far out. And shipwreck <laughs> and sink. <laughs> yeah. But luckily they'd met up with a mate yeah. and they all climb onto his ship and they kind of – but he's absolutely correct. The ship was in such bad condition. It's he, he called it. Yeah. So Dampy gets all the way back. Uh, the, the, as you said, the English go, right, we're – you know, let's settle down, you know. Yeah. Like we need you guys actually. We're about to go to war with Spain and we're about to go to war with yes. France. So how about we'll offer you guys a pardon yes. if you start doing it just against the Spanish and against the French. Yeah. And that's when they become um, privateers. Privateers. That's yeah. what I was, that was the word I was looking for. Yeah. Yeah. So he does. And, yeah. and, and so he's, that's one, one of his journeys is as a privateer and he comes out and he, and he goes along the Western Australian coast and then uh, goes back and, and he's kind of like, there's a whole bloody continent over there. <laughs> we should go check it out. And yeah. so the British officially send him as an explorer. Oh, okay. Exact same thing they did with Cook. Yes. Went, well, here's a ship. Go do it again and see, come back and tell us what you find. Yeah. And he comes back and he's a, he's a real scientific um, – in fact, there are more English – there's more words today in the English language that he has produced. Really? William Dampier. The only person who did more is William Shakespeare. Really? So avocado. Funny they're both Williams. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, avocado, barbecue, yeah. all these words are words that as he was travelling, he'd write them down and go, oh, so that plant's an avocado. You call that avocado? Oh, it's avocado. Really? And um, barbecuing was actually a way of um, pr- uh, protecting meat. You know, yeah. yeah. And um, buccaneers yeah. were actually barbecuers. Oh. On these islands they'd find all these wild animals like they just – dump cows on islands and go, well, you now next week, time we come back, we're going to have food. Yeah. And they'd barbecue the meat in a certain way so it would store on the ship. That's uh, why they became buccaneers. Buccaneers, yeah. yeah because they're barbecuers. So he, just through his diaries and, and he, he actually wrote a lot of books about his journeys and stuff, they became international bestsellers. Um, so he wrote, you know, and he'd introduce all these words to the English language. So more words than anybody else other than William Shakespeare. So Dampier's a really important guy. Yeah. And then he comes back on a third third trip and, he, you know, he discovers Western Australia. In fact, uh, Shark Bay in Western Australia he names and yep. when, he, when he stops there, uh, he, he looks at the um, – he says, we um, dropped anchor near Coral Reef. There is no coral in Shark Bay. What there is is stromatolites. And stromatolites, when you're talking fossils – yeah. Stromatolites are still alive today. They're the original bacteria life form. You're kidding. During um, during summer, you often can't go swimming in a lake or a creek because mm. there's an outbreak of blue-green algae. Yes, yes, of Blue-green course. algae is a thing called cyanobacteria and yes. that is the most primitive life form on the planet. Yeah. That, that is basically a bag of chemicals that if you give it a spark, it seems to come to life. Wow. That's what this stuff is and yeah. that it's it basically – in the Earth's history of life, um, complex life, so anything with basically a heartbeat, yeah. has been around 500 million years. Cyanobacteria, three and a half billion years Holy by itself. Holy smokes. And what it does is it just absorbs oxygen, 
uh, sorry, it absorbs carbon dioxide and yep. breathes out oxygen. Okay. And it was Earth's so original atmosphere was carbon dioxide. So that was the that was the building blocks for yep. what we for everything is today. And that's when you get an outbreak because when when it's super hot and there's not fresh water going into your creeks, yeah, it stagnates and yes. there's carbon dioxide, all that rotting material in the yes. bottom of the creek, cyanobacteria just explodes because that's that's the the, the uh, primitive Earth. Isn't that amazing? And it did it for so long, it poisoned itself. It actually turned the Earth's atmosphere into <laughs> too, an oxygen. Too much oxygen. Atmosphere. Yeah. It killed itself. And killed itself. Wow. And the only place today that you can still see living, and sometimes they build these little stone structures called stromatolites. Ah. And Shark Bay has You're living stromatolites. Wow, you really? can actually go see them. When, yeah, this, when the ocean goes out, you can see them sitting there. So there is no coral there. He it, discovered he, the, 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 the stromatolites. Wow. But the even cooler thing is he wrote, because he's from Virginia, yep. on a small island in Shark Bay, and there's two, they're called barrier islands. They're the outer islands that make it a bay. Yeah. Dory Island, I can't remember the other name one. Um, but on Dory Island we discovered raccoons. <laughs> and you're like... <laughs> no, well, I know there's no raccoons. There's no raccoons. Yeah. What there is is um, a, the banded head wallaby. Ah, okay. And it has the rings. Oh, of like, the, a, like, it's a, kind like of, a raccoon. Sort yeah, of like a raccoon. Because he's from Virginia and he yeah. knows raccoons. Yeah. So he's like, yeah, they look like raccoons to me. <laughs> and they're good eating. <laughs> so going back to the fossil record, uh, the kangaroos, there used to be a different type of kangaroo. So we had ah. two types of kangaroos. Yeah, right. I didn't know that. The only ones today are long-faced kangaroos. Yes. But during the Ice Age, we had short-faced kangaroos. Okay. And they had much blunter faces. They actually looked a lot like a koala. Mm. Gigantic things. Some of them like... 18 feet tall. They're Holy massive. They're, they're the tallest marsupials that ever lived. Yeah. Couldn't probably hop too much and, and they've got massive arms and their teeth are clearly shown that they're for eating soft leaves, which is the rainforest. Ah, uh, yeah. So once the rainforest started to dry out to during the Ice Age, yep. gone. Ah, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. So we thought that these things are so primitive, these banded-haired wallabies, that they're the only surviving group of the short-faced kangaroos. Uh, but now that we've got DNA, yes, no, no, they're cooler. Really, these things are so ancient. They're the stem group. They're the ancient relative that both types of kangaroos split from. Split from. So they're actually the very, very ancient ancestor of Pride both of groups of kangaroos, wow, and they're still that? alive. On Dory Island. Wow, isn't that amazing? Paul, is. Do you think it was because of the island? It was the island Definitely. itself that saved it? Because we know the banded head wallaby was all across Australia. Yeah, okay, yeah. And then, of course, we came along and released foxes and cats <laughs> yeah. and, and they're, they're, they're Cane toads. Yeah, and wiped out. Wiped just out wiped so quickly. Out. Yeah, just anything. Yeah. Yeah. So the only place they're surviving. And they're, they're now trying to introduce them. I think they're now on Rotnets Island. I think they're trying to That's, get them yeah, out and spread okay. them around yeah, a bit more because okay. they were originally there. So yeah, yeah. get them out a bit more. Yeah, fair enough. Um, but... That's what he discovered. It wasn't a raccoon. It was the banded head wallaby, this amazing prehistoric ancestral isn't that, thing. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So that's what a pirate has to do with Australia <laughs> is this guy called William Dampier. Yeah. And the cool thing is, yeah. uh, you know, this, these journeys took years. So yeah. I think it was on the third journey that they're, they're, they're heading back and, you know, he's made it almost all the way up to the Northern, Northern Territory. Yeah. And he kind of goes, well, let's go to Indonesia, get some food and stuff before we head back. You know, it's a long journey back. And they go past that original island oh, you're kidding. that they left Selkirk on. Yeah. And they stop and they're like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> and there's this wild man with fur and everything just can't speak English running around like a madman. And they're like, 
is that Selkirk? And this guy's <laughs> oh, been really? stuck on this island by himself yeah. for like 20 years. Yeah. And he's covered in goat skins and, and they eventually catch him and they kind of realise, oh, my God, it's Selkirk. And they kind of remind him how to speak English and stuff and they get the story out of him. And that story, when they go back and because, uh, you know, um, William Dampier's a great writer, yeah. writes this whole thing up and um, I can't remember his name, but the guy who wrote Robinson Crusoe yeah. reads this story and goes, uh, and bases ah, Robinson Crusoe true. off the true story really? of Selkirk oh, wow. and Dampier. Wow. And so many of the world's greatest original books are based on Australia. Yep. Moby Dick. Yep. Gulliver's Travels. True. All to do with Australia. It's the when you when you get into their history, you go, oh my God. In fact, Gull- Gulliver on the in the in the original book, he's traveling to Tasmania. Oh, okay. And, Rodeo, yeah. yeah and, and they've done the math that like he says the storm hit and we got shipwrecked on this place. And that place is basically about a hundred kilometers north of Adelaide. Oh, okay, yeah. Right. <laughs> so, so like literally, you know, um, the uh, uh, the Lilliput, Lilliput yeah. is in <laughs> Adelaide. Um, but, yeah, so that's what it's, pirates got to do with Australia. Wow. That the, the first British, first Brit to get here yeah. was this pirate called William Dampier. And he was a, he was a pirate, but he then went, came good and did a lot of, um, yeah. became quite famous and, yeah. and wrote a bunch of books and stuff like that and kind of triggered the whole, Let's go out and explore the world. Explore the world. Now, he, you said he's from Virginia, but he was under British colony. But so, yeah, because the thirteen British colonies. Yeah, thirteen yeah. British colonies. But you've you've actually got here as a point as being Fourth of July now. So you know anyone that knows Fourth of July date has something to do with uh, Independence Day. To a point, this one is insane. <laughs> <laughs> so so Virginia. Uh, yes. The 13 British colonies. Yeah. Not British colonies anymore. No. So what happens is um, there's a whole thing in England. And this is for you Americans. Your history is rubbish and you don't know it. <laughs> you, you yanks. <laughs> yeah. So they go on about the reason why we broke from England yeah. is because no taxation without representation. Okay. Yeah, sure. That they were starting to tax us. And yeah. because we didn't have a representative in the British um um, Parliament, yeah. well, then that's illegal. You can't tax us and then not give us representation yes. so we can get the things oh, that we need. Yeah, well, that makes that makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah. that's fair enough. Also bullshit. Yeah. yeah Complete okay. bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the 13 colonies, now it is true, England is getting the shits yeah. because what's happening is all these colonies are full of people who are assholes. Yeah. And Ohio at the time, is not Ohio today. Okay. So the state of Ohio is the current state of Ohio. Yes. But back then, Ohio was basically the entire wilderness between the West and the 13 colonies. Uh, okay. So it was basically from New Orleans uh, all the way up to Canada. Yeah. That's Ohio. Ohio. Yeah. And the main part of it is the three rivers, the forks of the three rivers. Yes. Now, um, what's happening is there's every tribe – Nobody owns Ohio. Yes. All the in native tribes of that area share it and that's okay. where they hunt and stuff like that. Yep. So what these dickheads are doing is, is they're going, I've got a, pl- I've got a scheme. We're going we're gonna to buy this bit off the indigenous. We're going to go to this bit of Ohio and we'll give them some beads and we'll give them some blankets and a hatchet or two and they'll let us sell this to new farmers. Yeah. 
And so a guy would go out to the whatever tribe and go, how much, you know, you know, 15 glass beads, clicky clack, you know, shiny, pretty. And the, the, that tribe would go, sure, <laughs> we don't own it. <laughs> Give us the stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Right? Yeah, yeah, go for it. And then the next tribe comes down and go, what the fuck are you guys doing here and kill them? <laughs> And so this was happening time and 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 time again. And the British are having to spend enormous amounts of money leaving troops in that area just to protect these idiots. Stop doing it. You not have any rights. We're not saying you can do it. And they're going to the indigenous, all the tribes going, look, this isn't us. This is them. Yeah. We're saying leave it alone. This is yours and we have no intentions to ever come in here. But they keep doing it, all this land. And so it gets to the point that England goes, right, fuck you people. Yeah. We we need to start getting some taxes to pay for these troops. Yeah, sure. So all we're going to do is every time you send a letter, we're going we're gonna to put a tax on the stamp, stamp tax. Ah, uh, yes, it's okay. the only way we can do it because you have no address. Yes. We don't know where you live and the only way we can ever get anywhere near you is when you post a letter. Yes. So we're going to put a tax on the stamp mm. and that's it. That's it. That's that's the only tax. There's nothing else. They're not taxing food or oh, okay. Already, yeah. petrol or you know, bullets or anything. Just when you send a letter, we're going to put a, you know, a penny on the stamp. Yeah. And because we're, we're doing that, you probably need some representation because now that we're taxing you, so we're going to organise to have Americans put an, Americans – um, voted for by you people yep. in British Parliament. Because ah. if you're being taxed, then you need representation. Yep. So there was never any doubt that England was going to allow the American colonies to have representation ah, in British okay. Parliament. Right? Yep. So it's all happening. It's all happening. But <laughs> it's these land companies that are going, fuck you, England. Yeah, yeah. You know, this is our job and we keep <laughs> – this is how we're making our money. Yeah. And the biggest one of those was a guy called George Washington. Mm. And the next one was a guy called Jefferson. Ah, uh, here we go. Right? Yeah. So that they own land businesses and they've just lost Ohio. Yes. So they're the ones going, oh, the bloody English, man. Yeah. They're, 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 they're taxing us without rep- – it's complete rubbish. It's yeah. just they're not letting us sell this land that we're not allowed to sell anyway. Yes. Right? Yeah. That's what triggers it. Uh. That's the American Revolution. Oh, really? So that's what it was based on. You know, yep. it's funny. I never really knew what it was about in the first place. Yeah. But, like, that would be the one that they wouldn't teach you. That, that's that's what I'm saying. Because yeah. it doesn't sound good for the no, Americans when you put it that way. No, because they would be like, nah, screw the British. We want to do our own thing. We've had enough of being bullied. Yeah. You know, it's that's nothing it, to do with anything. That's what I, that's what I do know. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's and, the way that they play it. And my favorite part of this is eventually they, they, they win the revolution. They vote George Washington as the first president. Yes. He goes, well, we need a capital. <laughs> and we can't say – just like Canberra. Yeah. You know, New York. Yeah. Virginia. Yeah. Like we're, we're Philadelphia, they're all equally powerful and as equally as important. Boston. So we're probably going to have to put it somewhere new, somewhere that, that, that way no one big, big already established city is going to dominate. Yeah. American politics. Yeah. yeah. I happen to own a piece of land <laughs> and I think we should start it there. Yeah. Right? Of course. And the name of this land, what and this it? is 
absolutely fucking true. <laughs> the name of the land is the Abysmal Swamp. Oh, Jesus. I wonder why he can't sell it. Uh, it's, oh, it's, it's, it's great advertising. Imagine that. I lived in Washington for three years. And is it like that? And it's a fucking swamp. <laughs> you cannot go outdoors yeah. on summer. Really? Because there's so many mosquitoes. Oh. Like... I used to say you'd go outside and I, we lived near a, a nice little foresty bit that would go walking through during winter. Yeah. Summer, every single leaf had a tiger mosquito about this big. Oh. Like it is a horrendous place and it's so humid. Yeah. And you just can't live there. Yeah. And so, you know, like with Trump and everything, you know, drain the swamp. It literally <laughs> is built on a swamp. built on a swamp. Yeah. And, it wow. the, and so – that shows you how much land was part of this. That even when he established the the, the capital, he's like, "I'll get rid of that bit of land I've been able to sell." I bet you that's the one he's had at the bottom of the barrel too, eh? Right. Yeah. So, th- <laughs> so what's this got to do with Fourth of July? Yeah. So the French own Canada. Okay. Yep. Ohio, that massive bit of Ohio, and yep. then the thirteen colonies. Yes. Now, the British, the thirteen colonies, get word that the French have built up a bit of a, a force and they're moving down into mm. the Ohio. Uh. And the fear is that they're going to get to the three forks of the river yes, and put a fort there, which means they control all river traffic and that means they literally take over this amazing bit of land, the Ohio, the greater Ohio. So they get a, a, a British uh, officer called Fry yeah. and go, right, get your colonial militia and get your troops and get there first. Uh, and yeah. we'll start a, a fort there. Yeah. And um, so he gets all these troops and everything and, and he gets on his horse and goes, let's go. And we don't know what it is. The horse gets stung by a bee. Okay. Something happens. Yeah. The horse bucks, throws this, this fry guy off his horse. He breaks his neck. He's dead. All because <laughs> – Haven't gone yet. They're literally – he's like, let's go. Yeah. And all right. Group, and he's dead. <laughs> You're kidding. So his second in command's like – Shit. <laughs> what do I do? Well, I know the plan, yeah. so let's go. Okay. And his name is George Washington. Ah, right, yeah. And okay. that's why almost every painting you see of George Washington, he's wearing a red coat. Yes. Because he is a British colonel uh, of in course. the British militia. Of course he would have been, yeah, yeah because... Because yeah. it's, it's, they're English. Yeah, well, he's English before he was American. Yep, and so he takes the, the force out there. Now, the important thing is he's got uh, native scouts. Yes, and one of them is called Tanis Charian, the half, the, the 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 half dog king or the half moon king. He's got so many weird names. Yeah, but his name's Tanis Charian, and so he's running in through the forest and then coming back going, "Oh yeah, we're clear for the next you know two hundred meters. Yeah. Let's go." He suddenly comes back and goes, "The French are coming, and I speak French, and I could hear them." And they're saying that they're going to set up a, an ambush. They know you guys are coming, ah. and they're setting up an ambush. Now, I reckon we can get to this point before them, set up our own ambush, yeah. and when they walk through, we'll get him. We'll get him, yeah. So let's get him. And so uh, like Washington's like, oh, okay. <laughs> so they go and they set up their little ambush, and here comes yeah. the French column walking through and attack. Attack him. Kill almost everyone. Wow. But not the officer. Yes. And the officer is a young guy called Jumminville. Okay. Lieutenant Jumminville. And so he's wounded, and after the battle they're all kind of – going and this wounded French soldier's lying on the ground. He looks up at George Washington and goes, what the fuck did you do that for? <laughs> we were coming to say hello. 
But he's saying it in French. George Washington doesn't speak French. Oh, no. And George Washington is standing there going, what the fuck did you do that for? (laughs) We were just coming to say hello. hello. Oh, no. And Tannis Charian speaks both. And he's standing there going, shit, they're going to work out what I've done. Yeah. He's got a secret plan. Ah. Because he's secretly the chief of this group. Okay. And what he's doing is he's trying to start a war between the French and the English so they'll fight and kill each other. And then the indigenous can take over. The, yes. the, the natives can take over. Yeah. So he's seeing that they're kind of working, even though they don't speak the language, they're kind of figuring out something's gone Something wrong. Something's not right. Tannis Charian then walks up behind the wounded Jumonville, takes out his tomahawk, grabs his hair, chops his head, and literally <laughs> cuts it like a boiled egg. Jesus. Takes off the scalp and the cap, yeah. throws it away, puts his hands in this guy's open skull. Pulls out the brains, washes his hands in the guy's brains, all in front of George Washington, who's going. (laughs) And he goes, Now be friends. Whoa. And that literally starts the war between the French in Canada and the British in the 13 colonies. Far out. It's such an outrageous thing. And George Washington is like, Holy shit, what have you done? Yeah. And then they go, that's not the actual French army. This was their their scouting group. Yeah. Here comes the French army now oh, and there's about no. ten times more of them than us. Let's get the fuck out of yeah, here. Yeah, let's go. So they run. And yep. on the way out they'd built this fort called Fort Necessity mm-hmm. because they went, it might be necessary for us to have a fort to fall back yeah. on. That still stands today. So you, you can, can actually go really? to Fort Necessity today and you'll find out how stupid this fort is because he basically built this fort at the bottom of a basically a glen. So he runs back to this fort and the French are right behind him. The French is led by a guy who is the brother of Jumonville. Oh, no. And he looks at what they've just done to his oh, brother. Oh, no. And he goes, fuck you British yeah, guys. You guys are fucked. It's on like Donkey Kong. Yeah, yeah. So they surround this little fort and because it's in a depression, they're all in the hills around yeah, so they so can literally look ducks. into it. Yeah. <laughs> so they just stupid. shoot and shell and just <laughs> oh, wow. the British are done. Yeah, yeah. So eventually... White, he waves white flag. the flag yeah. and goes, enough, enough, we surrender, we surrender. Yeah. So the French comes in and we know George Washington doesn't speak French. Yep. So the French officer, Jumonville's brother, comes in and goes, you know, what the hell did you assassinate my brother for? Yeah, what they say. And he's like, eh, what are you talking about? I don't <laughs> speak French. So they find the one guy in the survivors in the British Army, this Dutch guy, and they go, um, well, you speak a bit of French. What's he saying? He's saying, he says, why kill you know, the, oh, he's yeah. like, okay, but, you know, tell him we surrender. And so he goes, oh, you know, we give up. And so they go, right, well, we're going to f- uh, get you to sign a letter to say that you surrender yeah. and that you, you did wrong. Yeah. And so, uh, but what he doesn't read is assassinate. So he just thinks it means kills, but he's just signed saying, yes, I assassinated, I murdered this oh, guy, this shit. officer. Yeah. And so that's always been the thought why. George Washington would never surrender again because the uh, French used it against, against him, him and the British used it against him Yeah, going, okay. you killed this guy. Yeah. And he's like, no, it wasn't me. It was this. Yeah, this dude. Tannis Charian Yeah, guy. this dude wants to wash his hands. Yeah. <laughs> someone's brains. And this is all true. This is, this this is, is crazy. I, I have been to Fort Necessity. I've been to Jumonville Glen where the battle was. True. Yeah, this was, because this is incredibly important Yeah, because this – the date that this battle happens, 
4th of July. You're kidding me. Is yep. it really? So the because what happens is it starts the war between the French mm-hmm. and the British. Mm-hmm. The British win that war and kick the French out. So yeah. now Canada is a British possession. Yes. Which then leads to the American colonies yeah. fighting the British, kicking them out of America, which leads the British to find a new place to dump all the convicts that they've been storing, oh, which leads okay. directly to there we go. the first fleet in Botany Bay. Sahul. <laughs> Sahul. So literally wow. the 4th of July yeah. and the Battle of Jumonville Glen which starts the French-American, the world's first world war. So this isn't, when you think the first world war, you think 1914. Yes, of course. No, the world's first world war was yes. the American, uh, you know, it's the called, red, the, the, it's got, it's got it so called? many names. Yeah. So it's the, Ameri- it's the French-American war. Okay. But the French call it uh, the King George War. Yeah. And it's got so many names. So many because names. It just erupts everywhere. The French and the Americans, uh, English are fighting each other. Yeah. Not just there. They're fighting in India. They're fighting yeah. in Africa. They're fighting all over the world from this. This, uh, is, this, this thing blossoms into a war all over all the All over world. the joint. So it is the world's first world war. Wow. So A, that's important. And B, it's important because they win, kick the French out of Canada. The Americans kick the British out of um, yeah. So were they were, were they were they doing similar things back then, like where they were sending convicts to other places? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that so that was part of their what they're doing up there. They're so, shipping some of them out. So so slavery, kind of what we're taught about slavery is wrong. Mm. So what happening happens was that you were having indentured servants. So all these mm. convicts, all you know, you get you get caught for stealing a pork pie yeah. in London, <laughs> pie, yeah. and they send the cold you to, one too, aren't they? Yeah, and they send you, send you to Virginia. And you work the cotton fields. Yeah. And so okay. it's all indentured, ser- not slaves, not indentured slaves. servants. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's slavery. It's slavery. Yeah. yeah. For, but you've got a, a limited time. That's yeah. the difference is so that you get sent, sentenced to 20 uh, years. Yeah. So free labor for 20 years. Yeah. Right. So that's what's happening. And so when the Americans kick the British out of the Americas, yeah. like send them to Canada, but they're now free. Yes. They're done. No more convicts. Yeah. So all these plantations and everything are like, well, how are we going to work the fields? Yes. That triggers slavery. Uh, okay. So it literally leads to slavery because they need, they're not getting the convicts out of England anymore. Yeah. And this is where it gets really weird. So there's a, there's a, there's a short period between the official end of the war between the, when, like the American Revolution. Yeah. So there is a time. They're, they're, set, they're talking it out. They're going, okay – We'll let you have the 13 colonies and, yeah. you know, we'll take this back and you let all our soldiers that you've got, but you're not going to attack Canada. We're going to stay in Canada and and you don't own Florida or yeah. any of this stuff. You only have these 13 colonies. and So they're working out and um, New Orleans is, uh, I believe, Spanish or French at the time. Yeah. So that's got nothing to do with you. So they're, they're, they're literally writing the works out and the English go, we've got one last chance to send a whole bunch of convicts that we don't want down to Virginia. Uh, okay. And the Virginians yeah. are saying, yeah, we'll pay you. Get them here. Get, yeah, them, get here. them here. Get them here. So the very last fleet is sent and by the time it gets to Virginia, it's all done. Uh, and Virginia goes, no, nope, not accepting them. Take them away. Oh, uh, wow. And they send them back and they leave them on that boat and then they go, well, there's this place called Botany Bay, <laughs> the last fleet of American indentured servants becomes the first fleet 
of Americans to Botany Bay. You're kidding me. So that's the connection. Yeah. Wow. So it's just the weirdest isn't it, thing. Isn't it crazy? You, you're not told. You're because not to, yeah. The way I say is, you know, people kind of get an idea that when you're de- dealing with history that it's a, a line. Yes. Or it's a row of dominoes. Yes. And this domino falls and it knocks into this domino and that. Yeah. But that's not quite the way it works. So if this domino falls, there could be 10 dominoes. Yeah. And it starts a trigger line of 10 lines of dominoes, yeah. which will tr- trigger. So this one incident leads to 10 other things that leads to 30 other things. But when you go backwards, it all comes to this one thing. And that's the 4th of July. And it makes sense too, because the last thing that the British colony would want to be doing is teaching the new colony over here in on Sahul yep. that um, that ha- oh well it was our failure in in the British colony in the you know the thirteen colonies over there that we had to bring these people over here they wouldn't want to tell anyone that they'd be just saying oh no we just wanted to bring some people over here. we want to discover new land we wanted to reach out that's true but it's not true yeah okay. we've got a word coming up okay which will answer exactly what you just asked and is that but we'll get there okay we'll get there <laughs> okay so it's a sequence sequence so we're we're at our next our next point is inca so the inca yeah so the spanish are in south america the the famous conquistadors they've yes. moved in they've they've whooped the aztecs yes they've taken they're finding all this gold and all this silver from the aztec empire there's not that many Spanish. Like the yeah. conquistadors, there was only a couple of hundred. Mm-hmm. What they were doing is they'd move in and find all the people, all the other tribes that hate the Aztecs and go, look, guys, you come with us and you back us up and we'll get rid of them for you. Yeah. So all these other tribes joined them. So they had massive armies and they kind of whooped the Aztecs. So yeah. gone. Yeah. They're now taking over and they start hearing rumours. There's another empire it's even richer than this empire. And this empire is brand new. Uh-huh. It's only about 80 years old. And it's coming out of a place called Chile. And these guys are called the Inca. Uh-huh. And what it is is the basically the first Incan emperor, a guy called, I think it's Tupac Amaru, uh, goes, we've got this idea. You know, we're, we're a little tribe, so let's take over this next tribe. And they take over the next tribe. But the, what they do is, is they don't kill them. They take their kids yeah, uh, and they take their kids back to their capital and say, "We're not going to hurt them. We're going to teach them the Inca way." Yeah, right. And then we'll give them back. Ah, okay. and so kids go to school and, and learn the Inca lessons and values and values and science and politics and yeah, politics, social yeah. structures. And then they drop them off and they take over their area and become, make them Inca as well. Yeah, and so very quickly they're just taking over all these other peripheral you know, tribes and groups and very quickly make them Inca. Yes. They're massive by this time um, and they've taken over the whole s- almost southern part, you know, Chile, all that. Uh, you know, they reach in Argentina, they're just taking over everything, all within 80 years. And then suddenly this group of Europeans show up and um, they're going, oh, nice, rich, another, you know, we're finished with Aztecs and they've got a lot of gold and they've got a lot of silver. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> and they start moving down. And this is all happening within weeks. Wow. And they're walking down going, where is everyone? Yeah. We were told that they had armies of thousands. And the Inca see them coming and they get their army and they're like, right, we go, you know, they're going to wait until we get to this pass. And then, we'll- then we get 20,000 men are going to jump on them. Yeah. And suddenly that 20,000 men drop dead. Oh, wow. And they're like, all right, well, get the other army. So they get the 40,000 men, right, right, there. 
drop dead. What the fuck is going on here? <laughs> yeah. What have the Europeans brought with them? Uh, disease. Smallpox. <laughs> Smallpox. Which has just raced ahead of them, literally yeah. weeks ahead of them, oh, okay. and is decimating the Incan army, just oh. destroying them. So the, these conquistadors are walking down going, oh, it's pretty easy. <laughs> they just walk all the way yeah. down and there's yeah. nobody to stop oh. them. And they start the whole thing again. They kidnap the Incan emperor and, yeah. and he's a bit of a dick. Yeah. So they, they actually do a little massacre, you know, let's just get rid of all the politicians. So they say, you know, we're going to have a party and we're going to invite you guys to our party and all the, the, the you know, the chief of the fire brigade and you know, all the Inca, <laughs> they all come in and, and then they kind of close the doors and slaughter the lot. Wow. And then they get the Incan emperor's like 15th idiot son yep. and go, you're now the emperor. <laughs> yeah. And the Inca kind of go, what do you mean? He's the emperor. Yeah. And it doesn't quite work, but they're still, they're, they're literally shocked because they've just seen half of their population drop for drop some unknown reason. Yeah. And these guys seem to be strutting around and they seem to be gods. Yeah. So, all right, well, let's see what these guys have for us. And, you know, they're going, now, you know, we're not, now we've taken all your daughters and everything. Now we're not going to kill them as long as you bring us their weight in gold every week. Jeez Louise. And so they're just cashing in. And they're cashing. And it's all cashing in, right? Meanwhile, England is going, got a lot of money there, Spain. Where's, where's all that gold coming from? Yeah. And Spain is the only other empire on the planet. In fact, Spain is bigger than England. Yeah. And England's going, yeah, we're not happy with this. <laughs> yeah. you know, we're, we're pretty good at this yeah. and you guys are kind of ruling the waves and everything. Let's do something about it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so, yeah. So, so you guys, we want a bit of it. Is that yeah. where they go? Or so they go, the we English want all have always wanted to get into South America. And they've, they've gone, there's not that many Spanish down there. The, the, the amount of Spanish there, hardly any. Yeah. Shouldn't be too hard. Yeah. And so they do send a couple of invasions and they're all kind of hitting around Panama, around that area, and dropping dead. Like right. they just land there and drop dead because there's also these tropical diseases and they're kind of realising, well, what they believe is that health is in bands around the world. Okay. And so it's like the, um, the equator, yes. Tropic of Capricorn. Yeah. And so the equator's safe. Oh, and the so Tropic of Cancer is safe. Oh. But everywhere where we go on the Tropic of, tropic of Capricorn, so Africa, yeah. South America, we just drop dead. Like there's, uh, you know, it's malaria. Rockhampton. Yeah. Well, well, they hadn't been there yet, <laughs> yeah, but we yeah, do know. <laughs> we do know. That's true. Uh, mala- yeah. So all these malarias and all these yeah. mosquitoes and all it's because it's the tropics. It's the tropics, yeah. So every time they go down there, it just fails horribly. Yeah. So, meanwhile, there's a guy called uh, Philip Arthur. Philip Arthur. Yeah. Okay. So the first fleet. First fleet. First yeah. governor. Yeah. He's he's come from a small family. Uh, the war between the French and the the English is over. The navy's downsized, and he's got no one in the Navy to support him, to yeah. say, no, keep him, in, keep him employed. So he's done. He's got no job. Yeah, okay. And Brazil is now starting to fight with Argentina a bit. Okay. And so the, because one, Brazilians basically um, Portuguese. Yep. Argentinians are basically Spanish. Yes. And so as everything's fracturing, these two groups are kind of combating each other. And so they go, well, we'll hire you, buddy. Argentina goes, yeah. Come over. Yeah. Put you, you run our Navy. He doesn't run the Navy, but he's, he's 
pretty high up, and he does mm. amazing things. He's in a lot of battles against yep. the, the Spanish and the and the and the and the Portuguese and stuff, and he's doing really well. And he's kind of going. Ah, I'm noticing there's not that many guys here, and I've come up with a little plan. Yeah. So there's no what we've been doing wrong. The English Navy, we've been doing it wrong. We've been coming in around this Panama area. Oh yeah. And it's a terrible place to be, and there's no reason for it. What we need is two invasions, two fleets, one to come in from the Atlantic side, and one to go all the way around and come in through the Pacific side, and we'll hit them both at the same time. Okay. So Yep. Coming at Chile, where the Spanish hold uh, uh, the the former Incan Empire. Yep, and we'll come in this side, and the Maya and all that stuff. Yep, we'll have the whole continent because they've got nothing to stop us. Yeah, right. So this is his plan, and then he, he eventually the war between and and England looks like they're going to war again. So they're like, we need all of our sailors back. Come on back, Philip. <laughs> yeah. So he comes back and he tells them his plan because he's you know they they're going right. We really hate these. Fucking Spanish. We've got to get them out of <laughs> South America. And he goes, I know how. This is how. Uh, right? We need two fleets. And so one fleet's got to come down this way. Yeah. And this other fleet's got to come in and got to find somewhere in the Pacific to create a base so that we can put them uh, there and then we'll, we'll get them kind of because we know that this health, if we, if we can kind of acclimatise this army, Leave them there for a while, get them acclimatized, and then when the time's right, attack. Attack it. So Cook's just come back and he's found this place called Botany Bay. That sounds like the perfect place because Botany Bay on the map looks to be directly across from Chile. Ah. So let's send a group down there. In fact, what's a good idea is let's send a bunch of convicts down there and let them. Work them, get strong, work in the fields and everything, and they'll get acclimatized to this environment. But it does seem Cook said that there isn't any disease there because they were there for a long time and nobody died from malaria or anything. So this looks like the perfect place. Perfect place. And and then we'll go to all these convicts and go, want to be free? Sign up in the army and we'll go invade Chile and you're free. Yeah, right. And that's the plan. Wow. And they do it. Do they? Yep. They send a fleet. And it's going to to establish Botany yep. Bay, and Philip is in charge of the other fleet that's going to come in through the. Okay, so, so they did do. He's that. not part of the first fleet. This isn't the first fleet. Ah, oh, this okay. is a guy called George Johnson. Yep. And George Johnson is one of the guys who actually triggers the American Revolution, and he's in shame. He was caught trying to settle everything down when the Americans were looked like they were going to uh, uh, start the revolt. Yeah. He was caught trying to find the. The, the, the important people that might settle everything down. Yeah. And he got caught writing a letter to one of them that makes looks like that guy's a traitor and it looks like he's a traitor when all he was trying to do was going, let's have a discussion and try see if we can figure this out before we go into revolution. Yeah. We start a war. Mm. So George, he, George Johnson's in seriously bad books and they're like, all right, we're going to give you this job. We need you out of here. Like you're, yeah. you're bad news, you're bad publicity. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to send you with this fleet all the way around – under Africa, all the way across the like Indonesia and everything. Yeah, we're going to get you down to this place called Botany Bay, and you're going to settle Botany Bay, and we're going to leave you there for maybe six months, and then when we send word, you're going to get all the whoever you've got, all the troops you got, and invade Chile, and this Philip guy, he's going to invade uh, like Argentina and, yeah. and stuff, and we're going to win, and he does, 
It's this amazing. Is, this is before the first fleet. This is amazing. Sends this fleet. But the problem is they have to keep – they've got so many troops and, yeah. and all these convicts and everything. They've got to keep getting water and food. Of course. So as they're going down Africa, they pull into this little bay. Yeah. And they're kind of in this bay, you know, refilling their water casks and getting some fresh meat and stuff. Yep. And there's Admiral Johnson standing on his ship going, what the fuck is that? <laughs> and there's a French fleet sailing past Bullshit. the bay really? heading down to South America, South Africa, to ah. heading to Cape Town. Ah. And he's like, shit. They're I'm, doing it. What they're doing is they're taking this opportunity. We've just kicked France out of India and yeah. England now owns India. Yeah. They've sent a fleet to invade India while we've got our backs turned. Oh, shit. And I'm gonna I'm the only force that can stop them. You can stop them, yeah. So he loads everyone up and he races as fast as he can to get in front of that French fleet. And basically there's a big battle between this English fleet, the Johnson fleet, and the French fleet. And oh wow. It start triggers this whole war yeah. in India. He can't get to Botany Bay anymore. So uh, they never make they it to never, Botany so Bay. So technically that was supposed to be it was supposed to be the first fleet. Yep, and it was uh, to 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 support the the, the, the war effort. The and, attack. and their plan was they'd get them into Botany Bay, establish them, and they're going to wait because the Inca keep revolting. Yep, the oh, Inca okay. themselves keep finding some twenty fifth son <laughs> of the original emperor and going, right, you're now the emperor. Yeah, let's get rid of the Spanish. Can't break. And every and so there's a big one. Uh, Tupac Amaru. The first, or something like that, uh, and that's when they get the plan. And go right, next time. You know, he he doesn't last very long, but we can feel that they're still simmering. Yeah. So the next one, we're ready to go, and it does. That's why he's on his way because Tupac Amaru the second revolts, and they're like, let's go, and the British uh, are invading to support the last yeah. revolt of the Inca against the Spanish, but that fleet never makes it because they have to fight the French and, and save India. Wow! Okay. But the George Johnson fleet was officially the first fleet, and it was sailing to colonize Botany Bay, uh, to then invade Chile yeah. and Spanish America to support the last Incan emperor Tupac Amaru II, and they don't quite make it. But that is literally the start. That just blows my mind. <laughs> and this it's is the crazy. guy who started the American Revolution. I know. And. What? <laughs> oh, no, isn't that crazy? Yeah. It's funny how it's all connected like it is. that, isn't it? And that's what I'm saying. So one domino falls into one domino. Yeah. No, one domino falls into five dominoes, yeah. which then five falls into 20, 20 dominoes. Yeah. And so by pulling these threads, when you find mm. this thing, you kind of just keep pulling, 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 and then you, the, the story completely changes. And part of that is because um, – and a great example of using this is uh, Google Books. So if you yeah. jump on Google today and go to okay. Google Books. Google Books. You can search – by time. So if you look up ah. American Revolution, you know, it'll come up with 10,000 yeah. hits. But then you go, you know, do it by time. So you'll start with 2024. Yes. Yeah. And then you work all your way back to 1883. Yeah. And, and what you discover is in the past there weren't that many books written. No, there wouldn't And be. so the one book about that event is probably the book yeah. that – Every historian goes to. Goes to. But if you can get past that book, mm. you'll suddenly discover there's a whole bunch of books that was written by a whole bunch of guys, completely different story. Yeah. But because that was the book that everyone has on their shelf. That's the story they're going to go the with. That's the story everyone goes with. Yeah. Wow. I never even – you know, the funny thing is, is that the way that you're taught about it at school and stuff, like – and I'm not discrediting how you get taught it. I'm just yeah, – it's no. just like it's more of a case of – 
with they don't they don't teach you the fact that there's always there's a a reason behind everything that it took place. They didn't. That wasn't because the, you know, I I remember my history. Someone they used to try and tell me that the reason why that they wanted to do they were doing the first fleet was because they wanted to expand out. They the the prisons were overcrowded. Yep. They wanted to, they wanted and it probably is true to a fact. It probably is. I mean, when 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 is not a prison. Yes. Overcrowded, and it, and it is true. Yeah, but that's one. Domino. Well, a little tiny domino. That's right. What about the other twenty? And we're getting there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're getting there. That's awesome. Now, the next one you've got here is Mastodon. So Mastodon. Mastodon. Sorry. So Mastodon is like saying woolly mammoth. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So Mastodon, the woolly yeah. mammoth um, are the woolly mammoths. Yeah. But Mastodons were not as tall and much longer, and they were just as woolly. Yeah, really. They're a different group. Um, they have totally different teeth, so you can always tell the difference between a mammoth. Did they have a mammoth. tusk and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah they're, okay. they're just because you know elephants used to be there used to be hundreds of species of elephants. Yeah, today. right. Today there's only four, but previously yeah. there were hundreds of them, and, and they they evolved because they were around for a very long time. Elephants have been around since um, sixty million years. That's, that, that's a long time to adapt to environments yeah. and change and evolve and and not look like your ancestor and stuff like that. Um, so, for example, Queensland has an elephant species. A I, did not, elephant species. I, I did not know that at all. Yeah, it's called the dugong. Oh, and it's an elephant they're species. Elephants. You're kidding me. Yeah, they're, they're part of the sirene and okay. sirenes are elephants. Wow. And a lot of elephants are fantastic swimmers. Yeah. They, like, they, is, it, is it, how does it work? Is it like they're evolutionally trained where they yeah. meet up at some point? Yeah, so yeah, you've got to go back quite a way. Yeah. But they're all coming from the same ancestor. They're okay. part of the same group, the Cyrene. Yes. Okay. Um, but they are the, the closest thing to elephants today are the dugongs. Yes. And the only other surviving member of this Cyrene family yeah. is a weird rabbit-looking thing <laughs> really? that lives still live in Africa today called the hyrax. Okay. And the hyrax looks like a cute little bunny, but they've got these tiny little tusks, and more importantly, their feet. You know, the the um, yeah. elephants have those. Those yeah, like the domey looking the nails. The nails, yeah. They have those nails. You're kidding me. And so do dugongs. When you look at dugong yeah, flippers, they they've do. still got the nails at the You're end. You're kidding. Manatees have lost them. Manatees have yeah. evolved a lot further along. Yeah. Um, they're much more adapted to an ocean life, but dugongs are just a little bit less evolved. Yeah. And they've still got the the elephant um, nails on their flippers. Wow. But they are part of the elephant family. Um so there's one thing for you. That uh, that tripped me out. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> right. So I come into all of this because I was running the National Dinosaur Museum. Of course. And I'd write a magazine for the our, our members and stuff like that and we'd do one every quarter yep. of the year, for a year. Yep. So there used to be this massive tomb, this massive book called the Australasian uh, Fossil Paleo, you know, uh, uh, Vertebrate Paleontology um, it's basically this massive tomb of every fossil ever discovered in Australasia. So like an like an encyclopedia of it. Yeah, like yeah, a, it's what a do you call it? Like, book. Yeah, yeah, it's just a like a reference guide thing. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so what I used to do is to find something to write about. I'd just go to the index and go, eh, let's yeah. write about <laughs> weird kangaroos. Yeah. So I'm going down the you know A to Z uh, pachyderm. What do they mean like? Ah, okay. Dugongs. Yeah. No. They're not saying dugongs. It says go to page 643. Yeah. So I go to 643 and it's like the Australian mammoth. What? The Australian mammoth. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm like, 
there was a fossil found. Okay. So this is how I come into it. Okay. Um, down in New South Wales, the first serious fossil discovery in Australia was at the Wellington Caves. Yeah. And they're basically going through the Wellington Caves and a guy called um, – uh, uh, Oh, it doesn't matter what his name is. Oh, Mitchell. Uh, Thomas Mitchell. The okay. guy yep. who he actually uh, – he did a lot around Rockhampton too. Thomas oh, Mitchell. He oh did he? The Surveyor General for Australia. He, oh, okay, he, really? he did all the maps and everything. Yeah. <laughs> he goes into the caves, comes out and goes, well, look at this giant bone. This is a – I've been to America and stuff. This is a mammoth bone. Wow. This is a mastodon bone. Yeah. And so he's like, oh, my God, we found mastodons in Australia. And back then – Whenever you found anything in Australia, it gets sent back to the British Museum. Yeah. And so all these fossils from Australia head back to the British Museum and a guy called um, – oh, my God, I just completely forgot his name. This is how hey. my brain works. Um, <laughs> That's all right. Oh, it'll, it'll come back. Maybe. Yeah. Anyway, this is the guy that comes up with the name Dinosaur. He creates Dinosaur. He's oh, okay. So he actually came up with the, the name Dinosaur. Yeah, he's the world's greatest anatomist. So he, yeah. he looks at a bone and he can tell you exactly what that animal is. That's, fina- that's fascinating yeah, how he can do he that. He was amazing. Uh, Owen, Richard Owen. Owen. Richard Owen, okay. So Richard Owen gets all these bones going, oh, Mastodon, Australian Mastodon. And he starts pulling them all out and setting them up and going, yeah, that's not an elephant. That is clearly a very large kangaroo. And that is clearly a very large wombat. And this is a huge bird, like an emu, but much bigger. These are all marsupial bones. Wow, okay, sure. Yeah, right. We find the megafauna. We find yeah. the diprotodon, the giant rhino-sized wombat. We find that giant kangaroo I was talking about. Yeah, before. eighteen feet tall. Imagine yeah. seeing a imagine seeing a kangaroo. Yeah, it may not have been quite eighteen. Mate, it might it have been more like twelve. Twelve. Uh, yeah. Either way, twelve, eighteen. I don't care. That's still yeah. huge. Yeah, it's huge. So he's pulling all this stuff apart, and so word goes out: not mammoth, not mastodon. They're giant marsupials. Marsupials. And yet, I've got this book saying they're found. Mammoth and mastodon bones here. Yeah. So I start looking into it. Yeah. And what happens is at the same time that Mitchell is pulling all these bones out of Wellington, there's an explorer who's called Strzelecki. And that's why we have the Strzelecki Ranges down in in South Australia and stuff. He's a very important guy. He's the Polish Count Strzelecki. And there's big dubious, is he actually a count? Is he royalty at all? Like he seems to be lying. Yeah. So – in geology and, and paleontology and a lot of his, historical Australia, everyone hates Strzelecki. Uh, Don't trust him one bit yeah, because he's dodgy as fuck. Because, <laughs> you know, he claims, he gets yeah. back to England, he gets back to Europe and then the first gold is discovered in Australia and he's like, no, I found the first gold in Australia. Uh, I okay. found it and then I went to the governor and he went, for God's sakes, we've got nothing but convicts here. Yeah. Do not mention gold because we're going to lose them or they're all going to run to the hills yeah. and go hunting gold and the society yeah. will collapse. <laughs> Keep it to yourself. Yeah. And it's very possibly that is true. That was maybe the case, yeah. But that's why they don't trust Zlecki whatsoever. Uh, so when they found all these bones in um, uh, Wellington, Strzelecki's around uh, um, Bathurst and yep. he comes out of the bush and they're like, oh, really? You found a bunch of bones. Well, look what I found. And it's this giant tooth. And they send it back to the British Museum and the British, yeah. uh, Richard Owen goes, that's an elephant tooth. In fact, I'm not going to say it's an elephant. I'm going to say it's a mastodon uh, because they've got slightly different teeth. teeth. That's a mastodon tooth. And so we have an Australian mastodon called Neophallus australis. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, so I'm, I'm 
pulling this apart going, what? Where, where's this tooth? Is there a photo of the tooth? Do yeah. we still have the tooth? It's a, is it still in the British Museum? I then leave Australia, move to London and work in the London Natural History Museum. You went looking for it? I did. Did you really? Oh, hell yeah. Did you find it? Well, what I did is I contacted the head of the vertebrate paleontology yeah. department because I was working in the fish department. Okay. Um, basically, and th- this is a lesson for everyone out there. Yeah. If you've got an idea that you want to do a job, just get in. So yeah. I got to the British, the Natural History Museum and I've been working dinosaurs and fossils for a long time, but everybody wants to work with dinosaurs. Yes. So I took any job they'd give me. I just took anything because once you're in, then you can start working your way through and when you hear of opportunities, you can, you're already in there and they're like, yeah. well, we don't have to look for a job. You're already here. You're already here. And you your boss says you're a good on. guy and yeah. away you go and you'll, you'll find your way there. Yeah. The only job was the fish department. I don't even eat fish. I hate fish. <laughs> don't like the smell of fish. But I'm like, I'm taking that job. I'm, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Turned out to be the coolest thing I've ever Did done. Did you really? Like, it was just sick. amazing. That's mad. Um, but anyway, so, um, so but I contact because I know I'll t- contact the head of the vertebrate paleontology, make him aware of me. Mm. I used to run the National Dinosaur Museum. Maybe he has an opportunity in the future. Something might come I'm, up. Yeah. Like, oh, I remember that hey, phone call. Buddy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How you doing, mate? Um, so. But I start talking about this tooth. And I'm like, well, if you ever get an opportunity, yeah, we should look for this tooth because it's here. It's got to be here. Everything's still here. It's on the shelves. Yeah, it's got to yeah. be here. And sure enough, after a couple of weeks, I get an email from him going, come to my office. And I show up and he's like, okay. During the Second World War, yeah. we had the Blitz. Yes. And those dastardly Germans were bombing England and London. Ah, yeah, okay, yeah. And guess what the one room was that got hit during the Blitz? No. Was the Australian fossil room. Oh, no. And that tooth is gone. Ugh. Along with a lot of other amazing stuff. Yeah, yeah. But it's gone. Oh, what a shame. No photo, no anything. No, nothing. Right? So I'm like, God damn it. Yeah. But I'm, I, I write and I research yeah, and, I, of course. And, and I'm like, nah, that's not the end of it. Yeah. So I started tracing Strzelecki yeah. and I discovered that after he'd done all this stuff around um, Bathurst that he, he then he, – he that's why uh, we have a Mount Kosciuszko because yeah. he's a Polish count. Ah. We have a Polish name because he's the guy who goes, well, that mountain, we'll call it Mount Kosciuszko. Yeah. Um, so he's – Strzelecki's really important to Australia. He names a lot of stuff and he does all this exploration and he eventually gets down to Tasmania. Yep. And – if you remember in the 80s, you know, stop damming the Franklin River. Yep. So John Franklin is the first. Um, um, Ad, like an advocate? Well, he's the first guy in charge of Tasmania, the oh, colony okay. in Tasmania. Okay, yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. So him and his lady wife, Lady Franklin, and they're both scientists and they're big, passionate science fans and they create the first scientific journal outside of London. Ah, oh, wow. And it's called the... Um, uh, the um, uh, the Tasmanian, uh, Tasmanian Hobart Royal Society or Tasmanian Royal Society. Yeah. And so they're producing a magazine once a year. Yeah. You know, just all the things that they found. Progress it's a weird place. Yep. Strzelecki shows up. <laughs> There's no way they're not going to interview the guy through their magazine. Yeah, you'd have to. So I went through every goddamn copy of that magazine I could find and here's an interview with Strzelecki. He got it. He drew the tooth. Did he really? Yeah. Oh, wow. So I've at least got a drawing of the tooth. The tooth. So I take that drawing to the head of the vertebrate paleontology in, in uh, London Natural History Museum and go, this is the tooth. 
And he goes, Mastodon. Wow. Out of doubt, Mastodon tooth. Yeah, without a doubt. That is a Mastodon tooth. Wow. But how did he have it? Yeah. And so when I went through that book, that's what the tooth they're talking about. Mm. And the problem is people invented a history for that tooth. Just like we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. You know, how archaeologists just create. Create something. With their own bias and their own teachings and stuff. They come up with a theory and that's the theory. And there's not really a lot of information to back that up. So the problem is a lot of people went, well, how did it get here? There's no elephants in Australia. Yeah. So I think that the indigenous have traded it because we do know that there was elephants in Indonesia. Oh, yeah, and, and there would have been a, and there would have been a land bridge. Yeah, and so at some point, you know, that's how the dingo got to Australia, that they, they think that the, the Indonesians traded the dingo yeah. pups with the indigenous and that introduced the dingo, this dog, because we don't have dogs yeah. actually. So at some point one of them must have had a tooth and some indigenous Australian went, oh, I like that, you know, I'll give you a couple of shekels for you know, whatever <laughs> yeah. and swapped it and that tooth's just been handed around and handed around and handed around and that's how it got there. You've just completely invented that. Yep, there is nothing to say that's true whatsoever. In fact, that yeah. is the most <laughs> unlikely fucking story you can possibly imagine that some indigenous group in Northern Territory has passed it on down to some group down in yeah. – they didn't even speak the same language. No, right. It didn't happen. How do they even understand yeah, each other? Yeah, it didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. That tooth was here. But also too, what – and look, I'm only speaking from my point of view. What benefit would it have to them yeah. swapping a tooth? Yeah. Like oh, if yeah, it, it might look cool or something. Like oh, yeah, but they, I'm sure – I'm but, sure, but I'm, I'm going to probably assume that they're probably more – Practical uses, yes. Or they were more yeah, like, yeah, let's let's yeah. go like, yeah, give this. me the, give me the axe. Yeah, yeah, give me the axe. <laughs> like they would have been looking at, they would be like using it as a chopping block. But yeah. you know, a bit like they wouldn't, it wouldn't but be. That's yeah, that's so, I mean. it, it literally does not make sense. Yeah, it does yeah, not 100%. make sense. And the point is, that's not the only one. Oh, because okay. I'm talking yeah. to him, he's going. Well, I kept looking and I found this. Oh. And he slides across the room, and I've got photos. Yeah. Of the Neophilus australis, Queensland. So oh. in the Darling Downs, in Darling Downs, yeah, they right. found another one, but it's not a tooth; it's a huge tusk. Wow, right? a tusk! And he looks at the, you know, this head of vertebrate paleontology. Yeah, you're not going to argue. You're not he argue. goes, "That's elephant." Yeah, you know, we do know that a lot of tusks. The the giant wombats had these weird teeth that came out, yeah. and they're often called tusks. Yeah, and um, that's not what this is. That's an elephant tooth. tooth. That's a tusk from an it's, elephant. And there's bones, did, bits of bones, bits of, lots of lits of – there's about 30 bits. So now we've got two. Ah. And there's been about four more. Oh, there the has been is, more. Yeah. They were discovered about 50 years apart. Okay. And the problem is that either people don't know about the previous one that was found okay. or it's been just so ridiculed they don't even want to talk about that. They want one. to bring it up. And so they all invent another story for how that one got there yeah. and then it's dismissed. More trading. And then they find another – yeah, or whatever. <laughs> and as I said, we do know mastodons were all through Indonesia and most importantly they were in Sulawesi and Sulawesi is the closest geographical point you can get to the Australian continent. Yeah, okay. And during the Ice Age, that's a lot closer because there's yes. no ocean between. That's right. And as you were saying, they didn't have to get here – they yeah. had to get to New Guinea. That's right. And if they could get to New Guinea, they're walking straight in. Walking straight now, I'm in. not saying there was herds of mastodons no. walking around Australia. I'm saying a couple of them, and they're also very good swimmers, so even if it's a short distance between them, 
Elephants swim really well. Yeah, that's right. And that's how they get. We find them. There's islands off of California that they live. There's islands all through the Mediterranean yeah. they live because they swam there. Yeah. And so some, a few of them just wandered around going, what the hell is this and what's that hopping thing and this is yeah. a weird place. Oh, I'm old and dead. <laughs> that's yeah. what you have to say is the history of that too yeah. because you have no evidence otherwise. Well, they're wondering. They're, but yeah. any, like any animal will wander if they've, got a, if they've got a place that they can go to. Right. They'll go to it. So this is where it gets really fucking weird. Okay, cool. Right? So who, who created the name Mastodon? So I start looking into this tooth, yeah. the history of this tooth, and I discover that a guy called Thomas Jefferson yeah. <laughs> is a paleontologist. Thomas Jefferson. Really? I didn't even know he was a type. He's what's called a polymath. Okay. So a polymath is a guy who's brilliant at many, many different things. Oh, okay, yeah. So the world's most famous polymath alive today is the lead singer from Iron Maiden. <laughs> Bruce Dickinson is a modern polymath oh, because okay. he flies their plane. Yes, okay. He's got a doctorate in like science. He's got a doctorate in something. Like he's got – Wow, I didn't know that. He's a genius level guy in about 20 different things. I did, I did not even think that. Yeah, so because you wouldn't even you think You wouldn't that. assume it. You yeah. would assume they weren't. So whenever you see the Iron Maiden jet fly in, he's flying that jet. You're kidding me. Yeah, so – I guess it's pretty hard when you start comparing him yeah. to like Aussie. <laughs> well, that's true. And so I've always had a dream of being like a polymath. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm good at this and I'm good at that. Yeah. And I'm, I'm slowly ticking off the things. I think you're doing pretty good, mate. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. There. yeah. Uh, but anyway, so Thomas Jefferson, so before he becomes the president of America, okay. Um, in Virginia, so we're going back to Virginia, back to Virginia eh? they start finding the bones of this weird animal and he gets them dug out. He pays for this guy yeah. um, called. Meriwether Lewis, mm. as in Lewis and Clark, ah, the explorers, okay. to go down and get these bones out. And they get these bones out and they, and by then, by the time they're all out, he's now the president and he changes one wing of the White House into a museum. Does he really? And he sets these bones up and they're clearly an elephant yep. and he mastered on. The yep. mastodon is basically created by Thomas Jefferson. Ah. Now he's got Lewis and Clark yep. and he's like – all right, Lewis and Clark, we need you to get over to Western. We need you to get to the west coast of the Pacific. We need yep. you to get to the Pacific, and I'll, we'll talk about why in a minute. Now, while you're going out there, because at the time they did not believe in extinction, they believed yeah. that all these fossils that they're finding are uh, still alive somewhere. Uh, okay. just haven't, and a lot of them are in Australia. They're all saying, "Yeah, well, we haven't really explored Australia yet. Mammoths and mastodons are still going to be alive in Australia. Yes, we just have to get out there and explore. Have a look." As you're, because we've only been on these thirteen colonies, we've never crossed the Great Ohio, and we've never got to the West. Yes. So, you two are going to do the first expedition from basically St. Louis, which is just below uh, uh, Chicago. Yep. And you're going to go. It's basically the east, the westernmost point of America, yep. the North American colonies. And you're going to take your expedition, go all across the West, and get to the Pacific Coast. Yep. And as you're going, you're going to find living mammoths and living uh, mastodons and saber-toothed tigers and all these things and capture a few and bring them back. And <laughs> well, that's they, literally like, part of their like, letter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. sounds good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. That sounds like a good idea. You go first. But that's literally their plan. They're going wow. out expecting to see these living things. Now, why is he doing that? Because Thomas Jefferson yeah. has just bought – all of Ohio off the French. Yes. 
and plus New Orleans because that was all French. New Orleans, that's why you have the French Quarter in New Orleans. Yep. And all of that land above them is all French. And they bought it off a guy called Napoleon Bonaparte. Oh, wow. Because Napoleon Bonaparte has just taken over France and he's now the emperor and they've gone, you know, he's gone, okay, so how much money have we got? Yeah, because I want to I want to kick the ass of the English and I want to kick the French, uh, you know, the Spanish and I want to yeah. take over, you know, Germany and everything. And they went, oh, you're broke. Like the king, he spent everything. There's nothing. There's nothing. And he's like, well, how the fuck am I gonna? We need money. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna sell New Orleans. Yeah. And all of the Greater Ohio that is ours. Yeah. I'm gonna sell it to the Americans. And he negotiates with Thomas Jefferson. And he takes all the money that Thomas Jefferson pays for this land and that pays for the Napoleonic Wars. Wow, I did not know the that. Financing, is it really? Right? So Holy, off he goes. I'm, blown, I'm getting mind blown. Here. Oh, it's, it's about to get fucking worse. <laughs> is it it's really? It's about to get astonishingly worse. Wow, okay. So Thomas Jefferson now owns all this new land and he yeah. needs it explored. What's there? You know, I've bought it. What yeah. do we own? yeah. Tom, Lewis and Clark, off you go. Yeah. And so they're going off expecting to find these things, right? And I'm all learning this because I'm following the history of this tooth. All and because all of the, the tooth. Right? And yeah. so Lewis and Clark are looking for mastodons that was named by Thomas Jefferson who's just bought the land, uh, New Orleans and everything, off Napoleon Bonaparte who's spending all this cash, right? Yeah. So why are they heading over? To the Pacific. Why is it so important that Thomas Jefferson gets to the Pacific? So we're going to go all the way back. Yep. Thomas Jefferson is the um, ambassador to France. He's the, okay. he's the, he's the American ambassador yep. in France. Yep. He's taken over from Benjamin Franklin. Okay. First day, Benjamin Franklin goes, all right, I've got this guy you need to meet. His name's John Ledyard. This guy sailed with Captain Cook. He's an American. And he has a story to tell. So he starts talking to this guy. Yeah. And he's like, um, uh, what are you doing? He's like, well, I was with Cook, right? Yeah. And we got to the Alaska. We got to those the waters off Alaska. And for the fur industry is the number one industry in the world. Furs are used for everything. Yes, it and is. And the, the otters, the, the North Pacific otter, is the greatest fur on the planet. Yeah. We Cook brought back a few of these furs, just 10 or 20 of them. Yeah. We made so much money off those furs, it literally could have paid for the entire voyage. Jeez. And there are billions of them over there. So we need to start a, a an industry. Yeah. And so uh, Jefferson goes, all right, well, I've just heard a rumour that the French are about to send a secret fleet into the Pacific because Cook's come back. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Cook's come back and the French are going – what are you talking about, England? We've been into the Pacific 50 times. This Captain Cook guy has just gone where we've been before. He's done nothing. Yeah. All he's discovered is this Botany Bay place. Everything else that he went visited, we'd been there before him. Yeah. We're sick of the English and we're sick of Cook. So we're going to send an expedition in the Pacific under a guy called La Perouse. And he's going to spend five years in the Pacific and he's going to find everything. Yeah. We still are looking for the great southern continent. He's going to find that. And he's going to find all this stuff and the French will take the rightly number one explorers of the world and fuck Cook. <laughs> right? Yep. But Thomas Jefferson, but we've got to kind of get to the American coast before the French get there. 
Okay. Because if if the French arrive, we've just fought a war to get them out of Canada. Yes, of and course. We've just fought a war to get the English out of America. Yes. And now the French are going to get onto the Pacific side of the America where mm. we've never been. That's right. And they're going to start a colony again. Yeah. And we're going to have to fight them again. It's going to be all over again. But if you, John Ledger, can walk across Europe, across Russia, somehow get on a boat to get across the from Alaska to uh, from uh, from Russia to Alaska, Alaska and walk from Alaska all the way down to the Pacific coast of North America and claim it for us, Yes, the French will back off and yeah. they won't have any grounds to say they can colonise it. Ah, uh, of course. And he does. He does it. He walks all the way across and he, and he meets Catherine the Great in Russia and he gets all the way across and like he's about 100 kilometres from the coast. This is like being on the moon at this time. Europeans have never, the Russians have never been yeah, wow. in that part of Russia. Yeah. And he's like walking through the snow and the blizzards and yeah. fighting off wolves and it's just an amazing story. And suddenly this massive train of sled dogs and horses and carriages all starts coming over the hill. And this John Ledger standing there by himself, the world's greatest explorer is going, what? <laughs> and they all come over and they pull up and the, the lead guy gets off the first sled and Wilson goes, John? He's like, James? <laughs> Catherine the Great yeah. has heard that the French are sending an expedition under La Perouse into the Pacific and she's afraid they're going to land on the Pacific side of Russia and uh, start a colony okay. and she'll have to fight a war to get the French colony out of there. <laughs> but the, 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 the Russians have no history of expo- exploration. Yes. So, but she's related to the English so they've gone, do you have anybody we could borrow? And they've gone, well, we've got this guy who just sailed with Cook. Oh, you're kidding Joseph Billings. me. Holy. Two guys who sailed with Captain Cook yep. have just bumped into each other, basically on the dark side of the moon. They're yeah. in such a remote area. And they're like, John? James? Wow. Oh, my God. What the hell? What are you doing here? What? And James Billings goes, I know what you're doing here. Yeah. And I'm going to beat you to it. You're I'm kidding. going to be the first one here. You're under arrest. Oh, you're kidding me. So he so arrested, arrested him. And sends him all the way back to Russia. Oh, I'd be pissed. And the Russians <laughs> don't want to have anything to do with him. So they're like, all right, well, we're going to send you back to Europe. So they dump him on the, on the, on the, on the border. Yeah. And he now walks all the way back. But before he met Thomas Jefferson originally, yeah. he had gone to England and met up with Joseph Banks, who'd sailed with Cook. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, the guy who starts the British Museum. Yeah. And Banks went, well, if none of this works out, I'll hire you because we're going to start a new association called the African Association. We want to go down into Africa and discover the source of the Nile. Ah. And if this doesn't work out for you and you're good at this, I'll hire you and you can be the first person to walk and try and find the source of the Nile. So he shows up and Banks goes, done. You know, you're hired. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. And and Ledger goes, well, I've got to go back to France because I talked to Thomas Jefferson before this and I've got to go back and tell him that I can't do this little job he wanted. Mm. So he goes back and explains to Thomas Jefferson, I didn't make it, mate. Sorry, I didn't make it. Yeah. And Thomas Jefferson goes, well, fuck that then. Well, what I'll do is I'll get you on a boat yeah. and I'll get you back to New York and then we'll get you to St. Louis and then from St. Louis, how about you walk from St. Louis and do the exact same thing and get all the way across to the Pacific coast and beat La Perouse and get the colony that way? Yes. And Ledger goes, ah, fantastic, I'd love to do it, but I can't. Yeah. Joseph Banks has just hired me. 
to it find is. the source of the Nile. Yeah. So after I've done that, how about I come back and do this? And now Thomas Jefferson's pissed. He's like, oh, but you would do it for yeah. me. He's like, yeah, but I owe him a lot too. And, you know, like, Bro I'm code. A man of my word. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. what we'll do is we'll work out the plan now. So he writes down, they, oh, they, they, wrote they down. put their heads down, right? So we'll get you to St. Louis and then you follow the Mississippi yeah. and you got to get here. And we know that there's some mountains over there. So you got to find out what those mountains are. And you might have to try and get around those mountains because you probably won't be able to go around. So they, they literally design the plan. Yeah. Ledger then goes down to Africa and dies. Oh. Because it's a nasty place. Well, I suppose it would be, wouldn't yeah. it? <laughs> so that, but John Ledger. Like by a croc or something. How are there not statues of John Ledger everywhere? Because yeah. this is a guy, an American who sailed with Captain Cook, who did all this amazing stuff, like walked across Russia, was the first explorer in Africa. Fantastic guy. Yeah. Um, but he's dead. Thomas Jefferson finishes his time as the ambassador, goes yeah. back to America, yeah. buys Ohio yeah. off and New Orleans off of, of um Napoleon. Uh, Napoleon, yeah. And then goes, oh, where's that plan that Ledger gave me? <laughs> right. Lewis and Clark oh, follow this map. You're kidding me. So that's how it works. So they literally did the John Ledger yes. voyage. Voyage. Right. So we're not done. No, I love it. Yeah, keep going. So La Perouse, right? Yeah. Is about to sail into the Pacific. Yes. And he does. Now, one of my favourite stories is they know they're going to be in Russia. They like yeah. Catherine the Great has a good reason to be concerned because they do in plan to get to the coast of Russia. Yeah, none of them speak Russian, but they've got this kid. They like, oh well, the the the, the French ambassador to Russia, his son lived with him for many years and he mm. speaks good Russian. Yeah, he's currently in school in France. Yeah, unfortunately, we cannot take him because we need his dad's permission. To put him on the boat. Okay. So what we're going to do <laughs> is we're going to take him on the boat <laughs> and we're going to sail to Russia. Yeah. And then have him walk to his dad and ask for permission. Oh, <laughs> to wow. Go on really? To sail to Russia. You're kidding me. Yep. And it gets even weirder. And they did that. So he does. Wow. And and so they they they're in Russia and because the the French the king the French uh, Empire knows they're going to be there so. They send their mail and stuff. So they know yeah. they're going to show up at some point in Russia. So they show up. Laprus gets gets his mail and there's a secret letter there from the king. Yes. And he's like, we've just heard the British are up to something in the Pacific and I do not trust them one bit. This guy called Philip has just sailed with 11 ships and we know they're headed into the Pacific. We think they're headed to this place called Botany Bay. Yes. And we think they're going to start a colony there. So we want you to go down to Botany Bay and see if this is true. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So he's like, okay, that's our job. Yeah. Uh, kid, you're not coming with us. No need for a Russian speaker anymore. We're not going to come back to Russia. We've done our Russian journey. So you have to walk this kid yeah. from Russia all across <laughs> Siberia and the Jesus. snow and everything and get to Moscow and ask your dad if you have permission <laughs> to do this. this do you have to walk all the way back? Right. <laughs> Probably. And he does. He does. Wow. And um, so he gets there, yeah. right, um, gets to his dad. His dad uh, takes him back. Um, his brother, you know, he grows up. Yeah. Um, his brother dies and he takes over, he takes his brother's son as his own son. Ah, oh, okay. Already, right? Yeah. And so this poor kid, can you imagine every time, Oh, Dad, can, can I have like a dollar? 
when I was a kid, <laughs> I had to walk across Russia <laughs> and you're asking me for a dollar? <laughs> like, yeah. Can you that's, imagine That's that? the worst example in it. <laughs> and that kid will grow up going, fuck you, Dad. Yeah. What I'll do is I'll, 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 I'll make, a, I'll make a, a canal across, across like um, the Middle East. Yeah. And that way people can sail through the Mediterranean and go straight that way and they'll never have to walk across Russia again. No way, is that? And that kid grows up and creates the Suez Canal. You're kidding me. Holy shit. Is that what it was? Absolutely true. Wow. Right. Wow. We're not done yet. Not done yet. So La Perouse is sailing, yeah. right? And, he's, and, and, and so he's, he's got this secret mission. Go down to Botany Bay, find out if that's where the, this British fleet of 11 yes. ships is starting a new colony. Yeah. And he does. Wow. Right? Yep. Arthur Phillip, first governor of yep. Australia. Yep. Gets to Botany Bay. The, sh- the fleet's kind of spread out at this time because there's been storms. Yeah. But bizarrely, they all show up within a day or two of each other. Like they all kind of – all of them oh, show up at Botany up. Bay. Wow. They get to Botany Bay and they go, this place sucks. <laughs> it's a mangrove swamp. What the <laughs> hell were they thinking? Yeah. You can't start a colony here. Yeah. Every time we try and put an axe through a tree because it's ironbark uh, yes. trees, it breaks the axe handle. Yes. And the ants – don't get me started on the ants. They are murderous ants. We can't start a colony here. Yeah. And there's no water. There's no yeah. fresh water whatsoever. It's a mangrove swamp with no water. Yeah. And Arthur's like, settle down before we sail all the way home. On Cook's map, there's a couple of heads just up there. So let's go in and see what's on the other side of those heads. And he gets on his little boat and he's literally sailing up to discover the Sydney Harbour. Oh, wow. Three warships. Sail over the horizon. And Arthur goes, shit. <laughs> and doesn't stop. Yeah. Doesn't wait to find out because he knows exactly who they are. Oh, okay. It's La Perouse. Oh, is it? Yeah. And he skedaddles. He goes as hard as he can because he wants to find out what's there. Because if the French get there before them, they get dipped. They get dipped. Yeah. So he gets in the, and discovers Sydney Harbour, the greatest harbour in the world. Oh, wow. And then they start the colony. Yes. The French come into Botany Bay. And they're there for six weeks. At the same time, the first fleet's there. These three French warships are there. And convicts escape yeah. from the first fleet and they actually make it over to the French. And the French are really good, well, not for the convicts, but they're like, oh, yeah, you know, we found some of your convicts. Uh, you can have them back. <laughs> so after about six weeks, the French, La Perouse goes. Now, they've never met. La Perouse and, and Arthur Philip never meet. Oh, okay. They meet all the other officers. They all yep. mingle. They have parties. They have a great time. Those two guys never meet. Arthur Phillip is making sure they never meet and there's a reason why. But they're having fun. Yeah. They're getting along pretty well. The La Perouse goes, all right, well, we're out of here. You, know, you guys are good. You know, We see what you're up to. You're just starting a colony. No problems. Yep. We've got about two years worth of food. We're about to go back and pretty much head home. So we don't need that food. Yeah. Here's two years worth of food. Wow. Great. That's nice. By the way. We are a bit concerned. We're exploring the wilds. If we shipwreck and disappear, yeah. all of this work's gone for nothing. So can we copy our journals and give you the copies of our maps and our journals and everything we've discovered? Yeah. And can you send it back on the next ship heading back to Europe and just send them back to France for us? Yeah. And Arthur goes, yeah, no, no problems whatsoever. And so they do. And that's the only reason we know what happens to La Perouse. Is that really? Because they leave Botany Bay and they're gone. Gone. They are gone. Wow. We now know what's happened to them. We've found the ships. Yeah. They basically went up through the Pacific Islands like Vinokuro and Samoa yep. and stuff. 
massive typhoon and all three ships are shipwrecked on this little island called Vinokuro. Yeah. We now know they survive. They, 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 they built their own little fort. They fought with the Samoans who were some of the most ferocious, ferocious people on people. the planet. Yeah. Uh, and it's the Samoans saying this because eventually uh, uh, the British are, you know, we, we colonise, you know, we've got, you know, New Caledonia, we're just looking yeah. around everywhere. And they, they bump into these Samoans and they're like, oh, yeah, there was a bunch of white guys here. They were here for about tw- <laughs> 10 years. Yeah. Um, look, and you can see the fort that they built and it's still there. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, and then one morning we woke up and they were gone. They'd been, they'd been collecting all the wood from their wrecked three build ships. Another and they built another ship. Ship. Disappear. Now uh, they're gone. We do not know what happened uh, to them. Okay, radio. I know what happened to Did them. Did you really? Yeah, I've worked it out. Have you really? But oh, they're gone. They're gone. Okay. Right? But where's this important is? Yep. This was a scientific expedition. And this was like if you were going to the moon. So okay. the French went, we're going to send these experts and we're going to have a paleontologist uh, and a course, zoologist yeah. and a geologist and we're going to explore and discover and just everything. Yeah. Nothing's left a chance. So every single position on these ships is somebody important. Yes. And even, you know, back then they had the cabin boy, you know, the 10-year-old kid. Even that kid was the smartest kid in school because then they can use him and train him and stuff. And the smartest kid was hired and put on this boat and the day before La Perouse sails from France to go into the Pacific and die, they pull him off because some very rich count bribes – and goes, look, I've got an idiot son and, you know, we, he's not going to mount to much but if he yeah. goes on this expedition, he'll bring glory to the fan. Uh, okay. So we're going to bribe and get this kid kicked off yep. and that kid's put on. Wow. And the kid that get kicked off, his name, Napoleon Bonaparte. Oh, shit. Really? Holy smokes. So Napoleon Bonaparte was on the La Perouse voyage that comes and meets the first fleet, Uh, the fleet that they're worried is going to colonise the Pacific side of America, which is why Thomas Jefferson wants to get to the Pacific side before La Perouse gets there and buys that land off the future Emperor Napoleon Bonaparte and Catherine the Great is worried that La Perouse is going to land on that side, all triggering off this one guy starts literally the entire colonisation and everything that happens in the in the 18th, 19th century, the Napoleonic Wars. Because imagine if Napoleon had been on that boat yeah, that's right. and disappeared it, in the Pacific. It would never have happened. No Napoleonic Wars. No, no. France, French Empire. Nothing. Done. Done. Isn't that crazy? It is. That is that just blew my mind. All because I was following one tooth. Tooth. <laughs> Holy shit. And this is a history that, that you're never taught. You're you never know, taught it this way because not, nobody's coming at it from that direction. I don't know why they wouldn't because it's so well, cool. I mean, I know you're connecting all the dots. You're, yeah. There's a big – But you also have to remember, you have to have that weird head. Yeah. And has, I hope everyone's noticed, I have no notes – yeah, yeah, this I is have all, yeah. nothing. This is literally this is what my head does. Yeah, and I just remember stuff, and I kept remembering. I kept, fi- you know, as I researched things, I kept finding an American. Yeah, you gave yeah. well, you Billings gave me seven discover- words. Yeah, <laughs> seven Billings words. discovers this um, uh, this American in Russia, and I'm like, who's that American? Yeah, and then there was an American on Captain Cook. Who's that American? It's yeah. the same American as a guy called John Ledyard, um, and that's. Because nobody's followed the John Ledger story. Yeah. If you're not putting all these bits together, you don't get the full picture. Yeah. You know, you're only getting one domino, not the 
500 dominoes that are pushing into 10,000 dominoes. Well, there's usually it's always one event. That's right. And it's always they all those things, and it makes perfect sense. All those things that you hear about, they all link to something. They all make up to something, don't they? Yeah. You know, there's always a reason behind everything. So for the modern Australia, and this is where it gets really weird, um, for his whole life, Napoleon has this big thing about Australia, like yeah. loves Australia yeah, because he was meant to be there. Yeah, that's true. And so he's got this thing in his head that he's just fascinated with Australia. So there was always the suggestion that when he lost the emperor, when the after Waterloo, he's captured. Yes. They were actually going to send him to Botany Bay to ah. spend his time in Botany yeah, Bay. Yeah, well, they sent him to a different... Yeah, well, they sent him to an island and this yeah. is why they didn't eventually send him to Botany Bay because he escapes from that island, yeah. goes back and starts the war again. Well, all which over leads again. to Waterloo. Yeah. And then he loses that one and they go, all right, <laughs> this time, mate, we're <laughs> sending you to this place down right when you go to the very bottom of South America and you go to the very bottom of Africa, there's a tiny island in between called the island of St. Helena. Yeah. That's where they sent Napoleon. That's <laughs> crazy. But before he left, he got to take a few things. And he took all these Australian things that his explorers, because he sent explorers to Australia to discover Australia because he was yeah. just fascinated with the place. Yeah. And if you go to the island of St. Helena today, it is covered in Australian paper daisies. Is it really? Because in his garden, he had the seeds that one of his explorers, a guy called um, Bourdain, had brought back. And so he planted these seeds <laughs> and grew Australian paper daisies in his garden. Oh, and they've now escaped. Yeah, and grown wild. And where it gets even weirder is he dies on St. Helena. So he was buried yes. on St. Helena. Now, if you're coming to Australia from England, if you're on one of these, the, the new colonists. Yes. This is a long voyage. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And it's bloody boring. <laughs> so if you get a chance to get off that boat, you're getting off that boat. Yes. And the one place that they know they can stop is the port St. Helena, to get fresh water and food. Yeah. So all these new Australians all get off the boat and they go visit Napoleon's grave. Wow. And standing over Napoleon's grave are two willow trees. Yep. And what they do is they go to the willow tree, they snap a bit of the willow tree off, then they put it in some wet towel and they put it in their luggage and they finish their journey all the way to Australia. And when they get to Australia, and this is what you can do to willow trees, you take it out and you plant it. Yeah. And that will grow into a tree. That's crazy. Almost every willow tree you've ever seen in Australia is from Napoleon's grave on St. Helena. God, jeez Louise. My head's just going bang. <laughs> so because we don't wow. learn the French history yes. and we don't learn the Spanish history and we don't learn the Dutch history and we don't learn the, you know, the um, indigenous American yes. history and we don't learn all of these other histories of all these other nations that were exploring in these areas... We just get Captain Cook discovered Australia. Yeah. Captain Cook didn't even discover the east coast of Australia. There was a French guy who came here before him, not La Perouse. That guy is called Bougainville and you get Bougainvillea. Bougainvillea, yeah. yeah. So, And you got Bougainville up in Papua New Guinea. Yes. So that's where he was. He discovered all that bit and he saw Australia ah. and he saw the Great Barrier Reef. Captain Cook didn't even discover the Great Barrier Reef. You know, yeah. The indigenous. And I have to really stress, yes, I understand the indigenous were here for 60,000 years. Yes. I'm just talking about European history. European, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. definitely. Yeah, that's, right. yeah. Of so this Bougainville guy went, look, country, look at that reef. We're not going through that reef. That's dangerous. Yeah. So let's go around. Go around it. It was Cook who went, oh, we can make it through. <laughs> Shipwrecked and <laughs> yeah, almost died. No good. <laughs> yeah. So Cook did nothing. Yeah. And even worse, Cook's entire crew 
had been into the Pacific twice before. They were on the HMS Dolphin and they discovered Tahiti. Ah. And so this whole idea that Cook's going into the wild, unknown southern Pacific and now every time he gets lost, he's, he can go, which way? Go, go left, <laughs> Captain. All right, we're going left. We're going left, yeah. Because his crew had been there twice before. Oh, there you go. Yeah, of yeah. course. So that's what those words are going ah. for. So how are we doing with our now words? Now we've got one more word and the word is, I'm going to say Magra. 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 So James Magra. Yes. Is an American. Okay. On the Endeavour with Captain Cook. Okay. Yes. James Magra is insanely important Mm -hmm. because he's from Corsica. Yeah. There's also another French emperor from Corsica. Napoleon is from Corsica. Yes. And they're supporting the Corsican and that's why uh, Napoleon actually, he's, he's not a French. He's Italian. Yeah. He's from Corsica. Yeah, okay. But France takes over Corsica yeah. and they start sending their kids because exactly like the Incas did, these Corsicans are wild and they're crazy and they fight us every time yeah. we try and do anything. So let's take their kids away, put them in French schools and then bring them back and now they'll be French Yes, and they'll slow everything down and they'll bring French ideas to Corsica and, yeah. and we'll settle it that way. Yeah, That's why Napoleon's... French, but he's actually Corsican. Oh. But Magra's family supported the wrong group. Yes. And they have to run. So they get to England and then eventually they settle in New York and then Magra wants to become an explorer. So he goes and runs away and joins the Navy and he's on Endeavour Voyage. Voyage, wow. He get, he, he's educated. He's a very well-educated sailor. Yeah. And so he gets on very well with Joseph Banks. And he gets – Joseph Banks is a very educated man and Captain Cook isn't. Captain Cook's a – Potato farmer. <laughs> yeah. So Cook's got no one to talk to. Uh, uh, sorry, uh, uh, Banks has got no one to talk, talk to. to and he's yeah. this highly educated kid who's been to school in England and yeah. France and amazingly best schools. Right, you're, you're my buddy. Yeah. They become really good friends and they're friends for the rest of their life. They get back from the voyage and we have the Americans fighting the war to get rid of the British, yes. the American Revolution. Mar- yeah. As it's ending, remember they're doing all this paperwork. What yes. are we going to do? And what are we going to do with all the, the Americans who stayed loyal to England? Yes. So Magra suddenly steps forward and goes, you ne- what you need to do is start a new colony because these guys have just been in the wilds of America. They yeah. know how to start, go into the wilds and start a colony. Yes. So let's collect them all and start this new colony oh, that's smart. in the Falklands. Ah, oh, okay, already, eh? Yeah. And at the same time, the Spanish are going, let's colonize the Falklands (laughs) and it starts a whole war which leads to the Falkland War in 1982 is why England fought with Argentina which used to be Spain yes because they still claimed because of this colony yeah we own the Falklands Ah, but it doesn't work out too well because there's French and there's bloody Spanish everyone's taking part of this thing yeah so Magra goes well forget the Falklands then I was with Cook there's this fantastic bay called Botany Bay why don't we send them there? Yeah. And the Navy's like, that's a pretty good idea, but it's a long way to go. Mm. Any other reasons why we should do this? Yes. You keep saying that you don't have enough timber to build your warships. We've almost cut down every tree in Europe, which is why there's no trees in Greece or anything because yeah. they cut them all down. <laughs> the timber in, in, in Australia and yeah. New Zealand is astonishing. Astonishing. There's these things called the cowrie pine. They are literally masts. All you have to do is knock the the, the, the shit the, off it. The, the trees. Yeah. yeah, and branches. you have a perfectly straight piece of timber. Yeah, perfect for masts. And then Navy's like, sweet. 
anything else? <laughs> like, well, you need flax and flax is the oil of the day. Oh, yeah. Basically yeah. flax is the straw that they make the sails and the ropes Yeah, out of, okay, yeah, sure. Which is all coming out of Russia. Yep. And Catherine the Great is going, I'm sick of you, England. You know, we sell you all this flax and everything and then you send your navy around and bomb everything and steal everything and colonise everything. <laughs> We're sick of this. I'm taking your flax away. Oh, so wow. exactly what happens with the oil thing in the 70s when yeah. the oil became red, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> that's exactly what happens then because Same Catherine the Great strangles the flax. Ah. And New Zealand and Australian flax is fantastic. It's even ah. better than the Russian stuff. Ah, okay. You can make all the ropes and sails that you want. Yeah. You've yeah. got three industries that wow. you can start. Yeah. And the Navy's like, yeah, it's pretty good. Got anything else? Yes. The Dutch are in Japan. And they've got a colony in Japan and all these amazing things, goods mm. coming out of Japan. The Dutch are getting rich off that. Who's now going to be closer to Japan? <laughs> yeah. So we can start dealing with Japan. And the Navy's like, that's a fantastic idea. Yeah. Anything else? And Magra goes, oh, Jesus. All right, well, you've got all these convicts in these ships and you, you, you keep bitching about all these convicts and you can't send them to Virginia anymore. No. Send your convicts down there. And they go, done, done. Sign that's it off. First of fleet. Oh, wow. So literally James Magra starts the colony of Botany. So James Magra starts Australia. Starts Australia, yeah. Anybody ever heard of James Magra before? No. Why don't we have – we've got statues yeah, I know, of Cook. I know, that's Why right. don't we have statues of James Magra, the guy who actually does it? Does it, yeah. Yeah, why not? It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So that's who's James Magra. Wow. Um, and, and you can see how it's literally all tied together with it's, – it's not – we have this idea that history is like a, a piece of string. And yeah, like and you go from one point to, that to one point. But as you can see, it's this massive tangled web. Yeah, it really and is. And I think the reason why people haven't pulled this story apart is because you need a freaky brain yep. like mine that That's kind of right. goes, I, I can keep all these things in my head and I can kind of stitch all this together and, and that guy was this guy and they're yeah. the same guy and they knew this guy who knew that guy who was over here doing this. And I kind of could just put it all together. Well, it's funny that you say that because, like, you don't, like, you wouldn't, you wouldn't pick on it, like, you wouldn't pick it out like that. Like, you go, oh, it doesn't. But when you, as soon as you say it, you go, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, and that, like it really and that's my does. Point. Yeah. So I, I, this is all in a book. I wrote this book. Yeah. I did. And, you wrote yeah, this book. Yeah. Yeah, but no publisher would touch it. Really? Because they're like, none of that's true. I'm like. Yeah, it literally is true. Yeah. It's all true. I, yeah. I haven't invented anything. Yeah. It's all known history. You just it's never been presented this way. But because it was such a complex story, they went, Well, they're not the history books that sell today. History books are this character, like yeah. this famous person, or this yeah. event. Nobody's buying big tombs of in complicated how, how long ago did you try and do that? Oh, it was about fifteen years ago. But Jeez, I, I reckon it'd be a bit different these days, wouldn't you? Well, I do have my own podcast and I started ah, putting good. out individual stories on yep. my podcast. So is that that is that um but you also you also do some of your own production stuff too yeah. with with YouTube and that as well. So the story about Rome, yes, I do have on my website. Oh, you do? Like I did that with all visuals and yeah, this is how it worked and these were the Roman emperors who did it. And yeah. So the story about how Rome led to yeah. the discovery of Western Australia, yeah, um, yeah, I've got that one there, oh, and cool. and you know I intend to do more of this, but that's why when you're talking about this stuff, I'm like, do I have a story for you? <laughs> oh mate, oh, when when you uh, like I like I was expecting it to be pretty 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 amazing, mate, but like you've blown you, my head's gone kadoosh. And so for Australia Day, <laughs> we've, I've just given you the 
real history. Yeah. This is the real history of how this happened. Yeah. In a way that's never been presented before because you never taught this. Like there was a fleet before the first fleet. That's crazy. That Botany Bay was to support the Incan Emperor's revolution. That all this Napoleon who sailed with La Perouse. Yeah. And if you want, I'll just quickly tell you what I yeah. know what happened to La Perouse. Yeah, please. So what happens is they build a ship. Yeah. And they disappear. So they yeah. all the French that shipwrecked on this island on Vinokuro have, have sailed away. Yes. There's always – everybody has suggested what they're trying to do is get to Indonesia where the Dutch col- have colonies and the Spanish have colonies. And okay, yeah, They're trying sure. to get to, to, to some sort of outpost to try and save themselves. Yeah. No. They've just come from Botany Bay. Yeah. Where they know there's a British colony with 11 ships. Yeah. Which is – Infinitely closer. Of course. You'd just go They're try and go back. Botany Bay. Yeah. And they, because they're shipwrecked, they probably didn't have too much in, 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 in supplies. Well, supplies but also instruments. Okay, yeah. So course. they're kind of going, eh, it's southeast. We know yeah. that Botany Bay, we've just sailed from there, so it's that way. Yeah. And if you're one or two degrees off, you're going to miss it mm. and you're going to end up in New Zealand. Uh, okay, yeah. And this is how I know what happened because there is a – very famous legend in New Zealand called the Great Dying. That okay. in New Zealand, nearly one third of the entire population just dropped dead because they're saying that suddenly these white dudes showed up one day. That a whole bunch of white dudes showed up and they killed them and ate them. Yeah. And everybody got sick yeah. because these, they would have had diseases. Diseases. I mean, riddle this it. all happened around the same time? The exact same time. <laughs> So that's what happened. That, How's nobody ever gone, who are these white guys? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, that's right. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah. Well, now we know. Yeah. It was the French. Yeah. It has to have been the French. Yeah. They're the only other Europeans in the Pacific. And we know they go sailing away and disappear. And it's roughly and the they're in the area. time. <laughs> and they're in the yeah, area. Yeah, literally. And we know that they're probably heading that way. Yeah. You know, yeah. everybody's thought they've gone the other way. No, no, I'm saying they've gone back to where they know they've got food and well, that would be that would be the most logical yeah. thing to do. And that's the problem when it comes to history and stuff like that. Yeah. Logic doesn't always come into it. It's more... Yeah. You know, like it's the Dutch going, oh, they would not have done that. <laughs> they, <laughs> no, we would have come to us. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're not, they wouldn't have done that. That's not like them. Yeah. So, <laughs> and that's what I mean. So, just my weird brain yeah, is but just like kind of it been makes, stitching, stitching, stitching. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. It really does. And, and so much of the world is like that, that if you listen to what people are saying, listen to what politicians are saying, listen to what, whoever's telling you anything, what your doctor's telling you. Listen to what people are saying and then go, well, is that true? Yeah. You know, and I'm not saying don't listen to your doctor. No. I'm not saying – I'm saying no. everyone's got a point of view and that point of view is not always the correct point of That's view. Right. You know, I've had issues – you know, I've, I've had surgery on my ankle and, and I was going to physios and stuff like that and they were all telling me the same thing. I'm like, <laughs> but that's not what I'm feeling. No, There's something right. wrong with my ankle. Perfect way to do it is yeah. take your – take what's – pain in you or ill in you and go to five doctors yes. and see if you get the same answer every time. Yeah. And eventually one doctor went, that doesn't sound right. We'll yeah. get an MRI. Yeah, that's right. And the MRI came back going, oh, that's really bad. That's right. Yeah. So you know, if, if something's niggling that, if something's going, nah, that doesn't sound right, Yeah. then just pull at it and pull at it and look right. at other things and, and come at it from different directions. And, and you know, if you get one name or one um, 
location or one piece of information. Yes. Look into that piece of information and then yes. try and expand that story and often you'll find out, oh, there's a guy here who was part of that expedition or something will come up and you'll go, ah, I see what's going on now. <laughs> you know, all yeah. the Americans are saying they're the fantastic ones and, you know, <laughs> it was because they wouldn't give us any representation yeah. and like, no, that's not at all. It was George Washington was a greedy land baron yeah. and he's like, and I can't see it, sell this land anymore so let's revolt. How much history has been made by people's own personal greed? Yes, and that's probably the biggest thing you could take away from that. Yep, absolutely. Like behind every bit of history, there'd be someone with a bit of greed behind it. And not just greed, also, you know, the oh, um, expanding exploration. Well, well, just even glory. Glory, glory. Or, yeah. You Status. Know, you know, just everything like that. Legacy. You know, yeah. And we know that was true. Like the First World War was literally because Germany wanted to be an empire. They're seeing yeah. France and they're seeing Spain and they're seeing England. They're like, we want to be an empire too. <laughs> And we need colonies, yeah. which is why we had a German colony in Samoa. Yeah. We had a, and I'm actually writing a piece at the moment. Oh, that really? Like Hampton yeah. is involved in the Fourth World War Wow, around 1880 yeah. when a French fleet, sorry, a German fleet, a British fleet and an American fleet all combined to invade Samoa oh, against okay. each other. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, sure. And they were all coming out of – all these warships were stationed around Yapoon and stuff like that. And of they're course. they're all sailing off and invading this Samoan war, which what happens there is astonishing. Is it really? Yeah. And there's only one witness <laughs> who is um, the guy who wrote Treasure Island. Um, oh, really? Yeah. He, he's Because he's got um, a lung disease and they've said, go live in the tropics, you'll live better. Oh, you'll live better, yeah. So he's literally living on Samoa, watching on the top of this hill, watching all these fleets coming in at each other going – Huh, this is going to be interesting. <laughs> and he wrote for the newspapers a first hand account of what happens. Wow. Phenomenal, what? isn't it? Absolutely yeah. phenomenal, mate. Really, it is, isn't it? it? Is. It's insane. Oh, mate, you've blown my bloody mind. I knew you would anyway. I knew you would. <laughs> I, I warned you. Oh, uh, you did. I just love the fact how you did it. You just came in and gave me a set of gave me a set of words. And so what shit. what I would say is, so that's your trigger. So trigger, if, yeah. if I ask you Tell me, tell me a funny story about your brother. Or, or your, okay. You know, uh, what you're going to do yeah. is you're going to picture something. You're picture either going yeah. to think of your trigger. Yes. Right? So that's how you remember stuff. Yes. You don't need to remember 10,000 things. Yeah. You just remember the trigger. And if you can remember the trigger, yes. that, you, know, you just work the story up to the point that you can remember the story. Yeah. You just got to get to the point that you can tell your story. That's a really good point. That's you're exactly right. That's what I did, and that's how your mind palace works. Yeah, you don't have rooms and stuff like that. You have, you have your prompt. You have your, you have prompt. your trigger. Yeah, and every single one of those was just one thing that would make me go, that story. That's awesome, mate. That's fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for sharing that. Eh? That was just absolutely amazing. I loved it. Loved every part. So of it. there's Australian Australia's history for you. Oh wow! I can't wait to get this out. <laughs> and uh, yeah, this should get you a few hits. <laughs> oh, this will definitely. It's been. It's every time. Well, the last episode, mate. Fantastic response from it. So this was, oh, it was great, mate. And and I'm sure the listeners are going to have an absolute blast listening to this one. Well, too. what they're going to do is they're going to lot of do, do a lot of googling. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Google books. Yeah, every second something happens, they're like, hang on, hang on. Oh my God, he's a real Kurt man. Like he's not lying. It's a real thing. Yeah. Mammoth in Australia, Neophallus Australis. Oh my God, it's a real fossil. Yeah, I know, it's crazy. Um, and it is. And that that's literally how yeah. it works. You know, oh, you unbelievable. Just, you just got to, all the information's out there. You just got to find it. 
Oh, and, and and thank you so much for this too, mate. Like, this right. is just so mad. Like, I love the fact that there's even a date etched on there and it's got 49 on it. Yeah. Because so, that's what, you know, yeah, and, like, that's crazy. And so this poor gentleman, he died and the family just yeah. went through his stuff and went, yeah, we're oh gonna my, throw this what out. are we going to do with all this? And we're going to do a bunch of auction. rocks. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's happened. You know, I was of working at the National Dinosaur Museum and a lady showed up going, my brother just died and we don't know what to do with this, but we figure you can use it. Yeah. And they gave us all these amazing fossils and things. So, oh, you know. That's unreal. Thank you so much. I that's really right. appreciate it, mate. Thank you. And. Uh, shout out to you, like if you got you've because you actually sent me a couple of like YouTube clips and stuff. Oh, so yeah, yeah, for yeah. you know for their listeners, like if they're if they want to listen to some of your stuff, you've yeah, got yeah. you've got you've got stuff on YouTube. You've uh, got yeah, YouTube, uh, my podcast. But I, I must have done something. I think I said something wrong, and they blocked me for the seconds. I'll just go <laughs> work out what's happening. With yeah, that's podcast. right. Well, when you because when you when you do, let me know, yeah, and yeah. we'll put a plug out so that we can share it but, out um, and let people know. Yeah, but you know, I've got my YouTube channel up. YouTube and, channel. And, um, yeah. Uh, um, is it is it Phil Hall Productions? Yeah. It? So yeah. But if they just look up Rockhampton, Rockhampton or Time Safaris, Time Safaris. Because that's right. Because that's on Time Safaris. You also do the Time Safari tours around here. Yeah. So if you well. haven't done a history walk, come do on it. one of a history walk. Oh, I, and I highly recommend it too. Because it's time, what's the website for uh, people? Timesafaris.com.au. Now, did you do the adults only one? I didn't do the. Oh uh, no, I didn't do the adults only one. That's coming up. Is I'm it? Gonna, I'm 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 probably gonna. People keep asking for it again. It's it's such a brutal, yes, brutal history yeah. um, that I don't like to do it too often because yeah. it's actually hard to do. Is it? Yeah. There's one story about like some veterans from the First World War and what happens to them. Oh, okay. But wow. I finish it and you can just literally see people like. <laughs> really? Like it is brutal. Oh, wow. Okay. And I kind of say the reason why I'm telling you this story is we're starting to forget why the diggers from the First World War were so special. Yeah. And you know what? That's that's what happens, yeah. and like it's good to sort of remind people yeah, of that just stuff, remind, isn't it? Just like remind just of some really, of the sacrifices that yeah. really took place and what they brought back, and what they brought back. Yeah, yeah. that's a good point too. Um, well, yeah, when you do do that, let us know because I'll put the I'll put it out there so people yeah. can go and have yeah, a so, tour. Yeah, so many people have been asking for it. Oh, I thought that'd be cool. oh, I might sneak one in before the end of the school holidays. And and if the but list- it is adults only, yeah. <laughs> and if the listeners do jump on one of the time safari tours. Please let them know that you heard from the Dead Ass Podcast that you wanted to jump on. That'd be cool to see if there's some response from it too. Yeah, I'd yeah, love to that, hear that. So yeah, yeah, just say that. Hey, Brosie from the Dead Ass Podcast, said, come on here. <laughs> so um, no, but yeah, and it's this is what a great idea, and I love doing this. Oh thing. mate, I appreciate, it. and yeah. we'll have you back on again soon too. I'm sure I've got something else. I know, I know you will. And when you do, let me know. <laughs> so thank you very much. I really appreciate it, mate. Thank you so much. Thank you. Cheers. See ya.